1: In a world
2: where Carolina Panthers fans have an
3: insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions.
4: Panther fans unite. My name is Tony Dunn. Cody Lashney, how you doing? TK's yeah. in the house. How you doing, my friend? The stat daddy.
5: But I think Derek Brown, hey man, he deserves that dab on him.
2: Uh,
4: dab on him, Phil Snow. Dab on him.
5: All the same, yeah, one hundred percent. Mine is gonna guy. go
4: to the fullback. I'm gonna dump on the Richie guy. Dab on him,
2: Shaq. I'm gonna put the towel on Matt Rule. Uh, you know, y'all took all the good ones. <laughs> Only one post game
3: roars ferociously it's the c3 panthers post game show
4: come in, panther fans welcome in uh we are going a little live a little early i know i promised uh, made promises i couldn't keep last night on the uh simulation but the carolina panthers are have gotten the ball after allowing an easy touchdown uh it's fourth quarter 2 minutes and 57 seconds left uh, up seven points, and it's a cardiac cats type of game that we are going to have to face. And cuckoo boo boo just missed an extra point, and uh, this uh, this hurts the Falcons a ton. And that they might have to tie; they would tie it up instead of getting the win if they get a touchdown. Yep. And it hurts us too because if they do tie it up, we got to go into damn overtime. Yeah, in the late in the late night, but it's the C3 Panthers post game show uh, watching the last couple of minutes of what has been a very good game for the Carolina Panthers, a bounce back game, uh, partially a bad uh, and a lot of that I think is a bad game by the Atlanta Falcons. So we're going to break down the game. We're going to watch. We're going to react to the final couple of minutes and see if the Carolina Panthers can pull it out right now it's second and six, and we're trying to extend this drive. The Atlanta Falcons have two timeouts. And Dante Foreman's tackled in the backfield. Cody Lashley, welcome in. We are um, really had a dominant game so far tonight, a dominant performance, winning the line of scrimmage on both sides, as Steve Wilkes likes to talk about. But right at the end, the Carolina Panthers defense blows a coverage. Demir Bird with two catches that lead to a Hodge touchdown. They're pulling into range here, Cody. Um, typical Carolina Panthers stuff right here.
5: Yeah, cardiac cats, man, tried and true. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, I think the Panthers have looked the best tonight when they're throwing the football. And yet Steve Wilkes, I really do. I think they'll need to air the ball out more. I know there's a lot of conservative play calling. And we need to do better, man. I really think we need to do better. And, yeah, the Panthers, right now I got two minutes and 46 seconds. Uh, It's a third and seven. Panthers are trying to do everything they can. To to be three and one in the division, and we need this, man. This has been a we're in the black helmets, man. We're feeling good. Uh, almost an interception by by uh Oof. by PJ. Real quick, let me uh, let me introduce the very best damn Panther fans in all of YouTube. My man Drew, Chris Mortensen, Cutie Pie, Levi, Michael Johnson, Mike Hollinger, Panther Pickle, Scott Gang, Concrete Mysteries. Underground West vibrating higher. Coming down. It's a postgame show. Ain't nothing to it but to do it.
2: Let's
4: uh PJ Walker's been up and down tonight, uh, CK. He's gotten away with a couple of them, man. Three. Uh, yeah, he's gotten away Three with a couple of them.
2: Three surefire picks. Black year made had. a
4: great pickup on a block there, and then he just threw a terrible pass. The Atlanta Falcons get the ball with two minutes and 33 seconds, the two minute warning and a timeout to try to tie this game up. Uh, CK, uh, a I man, cardiac cats game here. And I want to celebrate the Panthers as having a good game. I think Deontay form has been just tremendous tonight. Uh, yeah. but the Falcons have also been very bad at the same time, particularly Dude, Mariota. Yeah,
2: Mariota, but their offensive line has been shredded cheese, as yep. Swiss cheese, as some might say. Um, they haven't done a cr- tremendous amount of, uh, uh they haven't been a big help for these guys Derek Brown out here just getting people for tackles for a loss that ties him with some of the greats in the entire country in the entire NFL uh for with 20 tackles for a loss there now um but uh yeah dude it's uh, this has been again we go back to the the Tampa Bay game like it's a lot of the similarities like the defense did a lot the offense was able to actually click a little bit um we are winning in spite of PJ, and I'm sorry to say it. Like those, oh, nine, that's the truth. That's the truth.
6: Damn it,
5: man! All right, there, we there go it is. There it is, dude. We have too many times where we get into the backfield and they just don't wrap up, and they let Mario to scramble for like an extra ten yards, dude. Finally, thank God Marcus Haynes was there to make that play, man.
2: Yeah, dude. that's again that's on Marcus Mariota there with that him holding onto the ball entirely too long. You can't take a sack no, in this situation. you got to throw here. it
4: away there. you got to throw it away. Well, thank goodness he's been – I mean, he's made the, some terrible decisions tonight. Uh, you want to talk about PJ having an up-and-down game and some questionable uh, decision-making is that Mar- Mariota has been uh, god-awful in some mm-hmm. a couple of things and uh, just throwing the – heaving the ball up at times. Derek Brown, we spoke with – last night we spoke with Joe Person uh, on the beat check and one of his predictions of the second half of the season – when he reevaluates the team he said that he believes that Derek Brown's going to finish in the top 3 yeah. uh in tackles for defensive tackles and boy he's really had a great game tonight he continues to impress um and kind of continues to show what they saw in him when they drafted him so we've got uh, more reactions to come we're going to break down the game and some of the things that have been happening react to this the finale um And we want to get your thoughts on it. The number's 252 228 5098. That's 252 228 5098. Go ahead and smash the thumbs up button. Hang out with us. Uh, We're going to get, you know what? We're always here for you. We're here every game, every Tuesday night, the longest running Panthers podcast. And uh, look, is that this is an interesting game. I'm glad the Panthers, you know, I ended up flipping my decisions uh today on the radio and i went with the panthers to win this game at the last second and uh this is oh, oh god we'll so thought this, he had a, him
5: hey this is the game right here right Atlanta has yep. one time out but no that's it's over right
4: here up. if they we just got to stop on fourth and 18 this game's over uh, to play
2: prevent here this is not a scenario where you get cute you just the those zones we've been sitting in, we need that to sit in them a little dude. bit farther back. That was that there was, It was the dude, it was just a bad throw. That was well, a, a
4: hair ahead of him. A hair ahead of that,
5: And I, gang, you are 100% telling the truth. This should be our official home attire, baby.
4: You know what's even oh, cooler? Yeah.
5: There it is. There we go. Let's fucking go. Marquise Haynes
4: has had a great game, too. Uh, and why haven't they been playing him instead of YGM is really. YGM just
2: played himself out of a game, out of a, last out of a starting week? last starting uh, well, position. No, this week, even this week, he's been garbage.
4: There he's, it had is. Two, he's had two misses. All right. The Panthers are going to be able to get in a victory formation likely here. So this is a happy moment. Look, the Carolina Panthers win uh, at home. Uh, debuting the black on black on black, and uh, the defensive front. I guess you know for a team that could not generate any pressure last week, uh, has played on, on a short week, has played tremendously well. I got to tell you this though, guys. Prize picks knew something. They knew something. They were on to something. They got some inside info, bro. Because, About Patterson? Yeah, Cordell Patterson didn't get a ball? rushing guard at all. Yeah, dude. I don't even know if he got a rushing yard. I stupidly went with Tommy Trimble. That was dumb. You guys were right on that. And uh, Terrence Marshall Jr. got his on one catch. Yeah. One single catch. He got that number. So look, uh, the Carolina Panthers are now going to uh, move from being number, like slated to be number two uh, in the overall draft order to now one game out of first. Uh and I think they would be tied if if they were you know, there's gonna some be some things, but one game out of first place and what is a putrid NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons really, uh two weeks in a row that they have been flat. And Cuckoo Boo Boo, uh, he uh he really man, they got him with the jinx. They said something on the broadcast that he hit 71 in a row. Uh extra points <laughs> and he missed two tonight in the last two. So Dude. thank you, Al Michaels for that. And, uh, look, uh, look the Carolina Panthers. They go and win the way that you probably are going to have to win. They beat the Atlanta Falcons at their own game, rushing the ball. And, uh, the, I don't even know. I don't know. I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy uh, that we win. You know, I don't want to root for losses. You know, I just wonder, I hope, it's hard for me to believe that this uh, this team is is going to be significantly good, though, down the stretch. And right. I think a lot of this has to do with Atlanta being bad, just as much as it has us to do well. But you're happy. <laughs> this has been a monster all day. All right. um, look, they're trying to score. You need to go and just kneel. Let it go. Let it go, Leah. Just kneel it out. But it's holding. Holding. Uh, Icky Aquano, kind of a tough game today with uh, a couple of penalties. Uh, but it's fine. Uh, all so right, guys. The number is two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. That's two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Where should we start, guys? But I want to start with this: is that we were all looking forward to the black helmets, the black on black on black, which is good. Maybe my theory is right, Cody. Is that it was the silver helmet that was the jinx on the old uniform? We win in the prime time on a short week after being super flat last week on the road. But I got to say, the star of the show for me was the end zones tonight. The digital yeah. print for the in the Panthers, the black end zones. I thought they were more fire than they have in the, even the damn helmets.
5: I loved it. Uh, aesthetically, this is the best game that the Panthers have had in a long time, man. Listen, we're a Panther. A Panther is the big black cat, okay? I love our blue... The white is awesome, but nothing's better than the black, man. That's how the Panthers need to look. Sleek, ferocious, and ready to attack your ass, dude. That's what we need. And, dude, i never believed in the jinx or the coach. All we need is a squad to go on the field and whoop some ass like we ought to do. And I think that tonight, again, we're going to be nitpicking through this all week. I understand that. But look, right now we're 3-1 in the division. And I think that this is the boost that we needed, you know, to get to the next game, man. Now we have some days off. We have some time to heal up and rest up. We couldn't hang our heads over that Cincinnati Bengals game. We had to get over it and get back to work. And, frankly, I think that's the results that we're seeing right now. Panthers came out with a chip on their shoulder at home. Football weather, by the way, it's raining heavy over there. I I loved it, man. This is a throwback to keep pounding Panther football.
4: Uh, Big shout out to Algernon Ramser uh, with the $2 super chat. We appreciate your support. And don't forget to look for the join button uh, underneath uh, or by the subscribe button on YouTube. If you're on iOS, if you're on your iPhone watching, you'll have to get out of the mobile mode and go into the browser and for $1.99 a month, you can get, if you see these cats that got all these cool tags, uh, and as well as access to um, continuing us to grow these emojis, these unique emojis. I mean, and that's a small thing. I know that's a loyalty thing, but really it's a small way uh, to continue to grow the C3 Panthers podcast and support us. We don't want to ask for money, we want to ask for support. And you can do that by subscribing to the show, being a part of the show, calling in at 252. 228-5098. Don't forget, the audio podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. So that's a cool thing. And we're here every Tuesday night. And we've had a great week, man. We have been streaming all week, I feel like. Uh, we had the post game on Sunday, the Tuesday <laughs> night show. Mayfield? What's he doing? Oh, he's headbutting people. Without a helmet. <laughs> what is he doing? Why? Why? Why would you do that?
5: He's he's just his attention. That's
4: all. You know, I think he's trying to show he's a good teammate right now, which is, you know what, good for him because uh, last week he came in off the bench uh, and played very uh, reasonably well, his best uh, half of the season. And PJ Walker started this game after last week being benched at halftime Mm -hmm. and finishing the game with a 0.0 QBR, guys. The last time that was done was by and by the Carolina Panthers was Randy Fasani was the quarterback that was able to get that uh, infamous stat there. Uh, but you know, short week here, you know, Mayfield was not available for the media because I'm sure he was a little disappointed. I thought that he, he's probably thinking, man, this is the opportunity I needed to get back in there and kind of mm-hmm. re uh, you know, rewrite the narrative that he messed up in the beginning of the season. P.J. Walker with a bounce-back game. Not a great game, though. I think this is a typical P.J. game in so many ways. The Carolina Panthers won this by running the football and by playing um, in the defensive front. I tell you this, they didn't win it by uh, being locked down in the secondary. They didn't win this by, um, you know, Shaq had a good game, yeah. but Xavier Woods continues to have, like, hands, stone hands, like of Border stone fingers. Hands stonehenge stonehenge hands right uh and now i guess we'll let's start with the hardest question is uh how much and you know what i'm not gonna i'm not even gonna say this is like was was this a a, a win that we didn't need because of the draft considerations let's no. go with this is how much does this win bring you back to you know, just two weeks ago, we we're really starting to think. Wait a second! The Carolina Panthers beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They played uh, the Falcons on the road to the to the wire. Really, were the better team? It felt like at, at many points right. of that game. And uh, you're sitting there going, "Man, you could have what? You could have been in first place last week in the division. Imagine if you win that two weeks ago, you win that, and you still lose to the Bengals. You win this. You're still at the top of the top in so many ways." But how much does this win, do you think it signals that the Panthers um, could have a late-season push and try to back into the playoffs much like they did in 2014?
5: Yes. I, I've i said this for a while, man. This division, look, even if we get shellacked next time we play, which I believe – who do we play next? Baltimore?
4: Mm, oh, yeah, maybe. we have a bye, don't we?
5: Yeah, if I'm saying week? after the bye, who's the next team that we play? Baltimore?
4: So we don't have Panthers football for like two weeks. I think so. Hold on. Let me check. Uh, we've got the Ravens on November 20th. So no, that would be, so. gosh, when is the bye? Oh, the,
5: yeah, we have a late bye. Um, The how, bye how is
4: I, not even till after the Broncos game.
5: So yeah, is that so true? To, holy so cow. So to, to answer your question, um, This division is bad. It's really bad, man. And that's what I'm saying. Like, we really don't even know what kind of team we are right now. Because we played the Bengals and get absolutely dominated. But then we've looked good against literally every NFC South opponent. So, I mean, you know, we have to win outside of our division. We can win inside of our division. But we have to win some more of these games, man, that aren't NFC South football teams. I'm telling you, man, you may not think that this is a complete football team. I don't think that this is a complete football team. Not even team. close, bro. But I'll tell right. you what. It's a bad this is, football this team. This is still a team that can compete for the division. Straight up.
4: It's arguably the worst thing that could happen to us, Cody, though. Oh is my. that you're talking about no, is that it's one thing to win a few games and get us uh, kind of, you know, to not roll over and die to generate kind of keeping the fan base at least somewhat on life support to a degree but if you make the playoffs you drop all the way into the back end of the like right. like so into 16. What?
5: so what? that's a
4: big drop right there because even though you have been debating and debating so many of these guys about who the quarterback is there yeah. are guys at that are good that could be there maybe at seven or eight right that you have you believe oh, are well. just as good as the guys at two and three or one two and three or at least in the same range but when you go that, like back into 16, you know, you're really, you're, you know, you, the top 10 picks are the, like the elite players in the draft. So Look, you just got to go not, ahead and imagine this is you got to go ahead and say, how are you going to solve the quarterback position? And I know Cody, you were just liking this because it could lead to what you want to happen.
5: Well, listen, uh, the last thing I'll say, and I'll pass the mic to CK. Yeah. Listen, Pan- Panther fans should already know how this goes. You're going to want every quarterback in this draft, oh, man, I love Bryce Young. Oh, C.J. Stroud is the man. Oh, we're going to get one of those guys. And then the Panthers are going to win enough games to take you out of contention. If you don't know how this game goes, you have not been paying attention. Stop getting your damn hopes up over the draft and pull for the Panthers to win some football games i'm telling you there is not a franchise changing quarterback in this draft there are some good prospects but none of them are like this can't miss on have to have players that instantly changes the panthers into one so you might as well pull for your squad
4: get ready for jimmy garoppolo ck I know no Jameis Winston we are Jimmy not Garoppolo recycling.
2: we are not recycling that's what's gonna happen no there is not a shot in the, in the world that we are going this route again you're there gonna try not. to
4: bring in a head coach and just be like you know what good luck with a player that we haven't seen as hurt and PJ Walker good luck Bro,
2: I am I am telling you there is not a shot in this world they have done this for five years where they have tried to recycle guys or or try to get somebody who's just oh man he's, he's a good player like, there's just no evidence that any of these. Like, I, I'm. T- we're tired of this. We're tired of this getting a quarterback that's already been t- tossed out of his franchise in favor of somebody who's younger and better. And they're in their franchise's eyes, at the very least. We are not going to do that. Now, does that mean that we're going to be getting one of the top three picks? I don't know. As a Panthers fan, it looks like there's a potential for us to be a top ten or to be in the bottom twenty. Right? It's it's yeah. it's really hard to see where we're going to be. Even if we're in the bottom 20, we have the assets to move and make that decision to get a guy who could be the potential franchise guy. There is not a shot in hell. We move forward getting another guy that's been recycled.
4: Um, look at this. is PJ Walker. Look, Cody said, look, let him air it out. He was 10 for 16 with 108 yards. Yeah,
7: and it, it, was was it was rainy. It was
4: rainy. He was bad tonight. He was not terrible. good tonight. He yeah, so was not that, good tonight. The
5: play calling was terrible, too. No, it wasn't. It, it was fine. No, nah, we got the ball to Terrence Marshall. We got the Dude, ball. We to rushed Shire. the
4: ball. We rushed for two hundred yards, man. Like how was that? Uh, like I mean, that's close. let's see. Yeah, we we rushed for over two hundred yards. How are you gonna tell me the play calling was terrible? We were up I mean, the whole time. Like been, what it, else? That's it, like
5: it could have been better. And Deontay no. Foreman is the man. We need to pay Deontay Foreman next year. We need to pay Bradley Bozeman next year. I mean, straight up, these guys have proven themselves to be who we want them to be, especially after you traded McCaffrey. I really like Foreman. I've been impressed with Look at these about, assholes. Look, there's a guy wearing a Baltimore Ravens that?
4: jersey. Look at this crowd here behind. Uh, look, I see a Ravens jersey. I see a Jags jersey. Uh, let's see, a Vikings jersey. Let's see, is that an Eagle? Nope. Come on. We're about, we'll probably see some other stuff in there. You guys pick it out. It's like a interesting crowd there. But, uh, Really proud or happy that this team didn't roll over and die. Yeah. After last week, we were kind of wondering if that that loss last week, if it was how deflating it would be, because it was certainly deflating for the fan base, sure. right? Is that it really felt like this is like you look at P.J. Walker. You almost felt like everything, any gains that P.J. Walker and Steve Wilkes made and potentially playing themselves into you know, better positions next year. They lost all in one stroke last week. Steve right. Wilkes, you know, this was a good response for him. And I'm telling you, man, Derek Brown, I feel like I'm buying his jersey. I'm buying his jersey. I've been all about him the whole time. I was worried on that play. Did you see the one where he got pushed down and, and he was fell running, right on his, on his shoulder? I was worried Dude, about yeah. that. That had to have hurt. So, um, all right, uh, let's start with the uh, first half. I guess, where do you, where should we start? How do we break down this game? Because it is a trenches game. Maybe we should start with the offensive and defensive lines. And that is, you mentioned Bradley Bozeman, and that is an important name here. Is first, he is, his deal is going to be over this year. Second, uh, and importantly, we're going to be starting a new tradition on the C3 Panthers podcast. By the way, we're in our 10th season where we haven't missed a Tuesday. So it's not like, uh, we take these things like, you know, this is, man, this is, I guess, how did we not come up with this earlier, I guess. Um, And on the bye week, we're going to still meet up uh, at the regular time of the post game show, but we're going to have a celebration trivia games, different things. And it will all be all the, we're going to just put some links in to a charity that is run by a Carolina Panthers player this year. We're going to, we're working right now and we're in the midst of, Trying to collaborate with the uh, the Bradley and Nikki Bozeman Foundation and Sync Snacks, uh, so we're going to be trying to do that and uh, kind of you know just find a way to continue to be here every week, but also support the team, support Panther Nation, and try to help. Um, I won't say give back. I always I don't want it to be self serving. Anyway, look forward to that, and we're going to try to do that every year going forward. We're going to identify. Uh, a charity associated with a Panther player and support them. But Bradley Bozeman has been, think of this, Deontay Foreman, guess where he was running all day? Right up the gut. Yeah. Right and up dude, the gut. And Bradley Bozeman, part of that.
2: movement through that, yeah. but The offensive line was in, incredible this week. I mean, and, and I know many people are going to say that uh, Icky looked rough because he had a penalty. I mean, even with those penalties, Fine. I mean, some of them were – like the two of them came on the same drive, and it was yeah. they were so far backed up that I think that there might be some ips with regard to that. I'm not worried about Icky. He's still showing up big. This entire hey, offensive line is showing up big. Taylor Moten still seems to be a bit of a question mark with regard to this uh, offensive line, uh, giving up a, a sack there uh, early in the game. But D.F. Foreman, I okay. tell you what, he is maneuvering that pot like the, the through those through traffic, like nobody's business. One of those runs he had, it was nine, almost 10 yards. And he is just like jump cutting and getting just like he's like working these guys like a freaking maze, dude. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. I'm super thrilled with what Deontay Foreman did against the number eight running defense in the entire league. Fantastic way for this uh, this night to go when it comes to seeing progress from our defensive line and our offense getting better.
4: Uh, The former coaching staff, clearly no one's really fans of them. Uh, and you don't want to just be like, oh, they did everything wrong, everything wrong, because like you don't want to kick a dead a dog while he's down. But there's one crazy part about this is there are a lot of players that are starting to thrive in the aftermath of that uh, the regime change, whether it be on Matt Rule and also on uh, when it comes to uh, Phil Snow. Derek Brown has just continued to improve, even though he was lectured by and kind of tried to be called out by. Uh, Matt Rule last year um uh, you get Bradley Bozeman stepped in and I I saw a story where Bradley Bozeman was talking and he was worried that he wasn't going to be able to start it like he this was uh, this wasn't something that was just easy on him like oh I got an injury and uh and and that's why I'm not starting to him I mean he I think he knew he was ready to start and he just wasn't getting the time Terrace Marshall Jr. Uh, oh, again Matt Rule. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, uh, cool. and Phil Snow, too, if you look on uh, maybe potentially yeah, in some other cases. Yeah, the
5: uptitude, of ineptitude. They were the cancer on the Carolina Panthers football team. You see Terrence Marshall Jr. playing back Foreman? Foreman. Uh, I mean, I know we haven't seen everything yet, but uh, Tommy Trumbull has been more involved in the offense. Cheer. Like, all of a sudden you get rid of these these coaches that clearly had biases in favor of certain players over others and now you're starting to see more offensive cohesion like that's not a surprise and i mean they listen they should sue matt rule i mean honestly they really should man because well i mean the, the fact that now you're starting con artist is a charlatan yeah he's a snake oil salesman that's what I would he not. You know, if I was at college,
4: I would not just necessarily be interested in hiring him at this point. Like, I mean, I know everybody goes, "Oh, he can pick whatever college job he wants." I don't even know about if I'm even. Yeah, at, I, would. I think he looks so bad as a head coach in the NFL. I don't even think he looks fantastic in football.
5: And he's never so, proved to be a high level recruiter either. Like he's been at Baylor and Temple. Sorry, but those programs aren't necessarily like you know blue blood. College programs, so I'm just so happy that fool is gone. Um, I, I kind of want to bounce back to Steve Wilkes. Like, what do we think of Steve Wilkes as a coach tonight? Again, you might disagree with me, Tony. I think that the play calling is still a little bit too conservative at times. I know the rain was a factor tonight as well, but I really do think that the Panthers are at their best when our def- when the opposing defense at least fears. The the threat of a shot downfield, and I feel like that just doesn't happen most of the time. Come on, come on, My,
8: Mr. Craig. my the pain, boy,
6: yeah, um,
4: I disagree. I disagree. And you know what? Respectfully disagree. Look, I understand that uh, PJ can push the ball like he's got an arm. But he made some bad decisions tonight he made some bad throws that were just like to in some ways very much so like he did last week right and uh they just didn't capitalize i mean there were a couple of interceptions that they had you want to talk to us talking shit about xavier woods having stonehenge hands there's a couple that hit these dbs right in the right. face basically yeah. i think this is i understand look is that at the end of the day the Carolina Panthers stro- – at the end of the day. At the end of the I always – why do I always say the same things? Um, you know, the Carolina Panthers struggled early on with McAdoo being two-pass happy and not – and I'm talking early in the season, right, being two-pass happy. And, you know, like you're talking about Baker Mayfield going out there and throwing, and you're just like, why? Why are we doing this? And then uh, – the, and, you know, and a lot of times people are going, well, look at those plays. They actually – there they just weren't executing but after last week cody you have to put pj in a position to where you don't put too much on him and and you know what they really did a good job with that early on is not only did they run the ball effectively then they tried to set him up with some easy completions early and they didn't ask him to do too much and i felt like pj settled in in the second half to where he stopped trying to force it and that is and i you know i think the pressure kind of got off them a little bit as they took a lead i don't i i, I think that this game plan was absolutely fine rainy night uh the, the panthers won the line remember they rushed 178 yards or more last time they played the falcons and they said let's do it again and the defense has just got to be better this week the defense let us down the last time we played the Atlanta Falcons. So I have no problem with the way that the Panthers orchestrated this game plan. I think Foreman was fantastic. If anything, maybe the aggressiveness that you're calling for, you just don't recognize not I'm gonna say recognize it. Like I'm not trying to say you weren't watching. What I'm saying is this is Chenault was involved in this game a lot in different ways. Right. And that was a way to for us to say, hey. Is like we don't, like, that was the dynamic aspect of the team that we tried to integrate beyond just running it up the gut.
5: Yeah, I mean, listen, I think our offensive line is what we really have to continue to pay attention to, right? Because they're the reason why everything is made to happen. They're not getting up crazy pressures and sacks like they have in years past. And, I mean, look, they're even letting guys like Blackshear and on occasion chuba hubbard
4: what look, a run by see? blackshear by the way yeah, remember man, that, that that's
5: one. what i'm saying and by the way, a that, bum, that, man did you even see look, that proves my that proves my point though tony about blackshear running backs are not really to be overvalued that's why you don't pay them that much and that's why you don't overdraft them very high like you can find serviceable guys in the back half of the draft or even undrafted That are going to be able to come in and do things like that for you. But again, I just want to continue to put the championing on our offensive line. Brady Christensen needs to clean up some penalties. No doubt about that. Again, you know, be be nice to the man. This is his first year playing a left guard at any level, both college or professional. So, with that noted, I think he's done a good job. What, no, new, uh, no, oh, no, 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 he, Oh, Christensen,
4: sorry, I'm Christensen, sitting here thinking Yeah, the Christensen sorry. is
5: a, a left guard, and this is his first year playing that position. Um, other than that, man, I really do think that the trenches are what won the game for us tonight, man, on both sides of the football.
4: Uh, I got. Don't let me forget. I want to continue on this offensive line just one moment, but let's con- like you bring up the ability to not overinvest in running backs. Uh, You know, that that works until it doesn't in some ways. Right. Is you saw like a look at like what Mike Davis Uh, we you know, we kind of tried to make some of that argument that he was pretty good when Christian McCaffrey was out and then he goes to Atlanta. He doesn't do anything. Now he's in Baltimore. He can't even crack the lineup. It feels like. Uh, and then you find opportunities like this where Deontay Foreman uh is is effective for me though when it comes to what you're talking about is not over investing in a running back i think the timing of investing in a running back is important like it's always like if you're a team that has a great offensive line a dynamic you know like and you're just kind of one piece away and you are drafting in the at 25 or something and you can add like a top flight running back that will just crush it for two or three years. That can really change your team. You know, you've seen some really dynamic backs come in and make big, immediate impacts. The idea of which I understand what you're saying is though, when you're bad, who cares if your running back is really good or anything because it doesn't really matter. It's not going to make enough of the difference at that point. So I do think you should keep that in mind. My question to you about the offensive line, though, Cody, is uh, I heard them mentioning Cam Irvin's name tonight. Why is it, who is he playing for and why was he in there?
2: Does anybody see he might, that? He might have been in there to replace Taylor Moten.
4: That's what I was wondering. Is that true? Like uh, is maybe
2: I
5: missed that.
4: Chat, uh, yeah, because they yeah, were Cam talking about was in, in, there a lot. in the broadcast, they were calling they were talking about Cam Irvin. They call him the Aquanu or the Icky Whisper, the Icky Whisperer, because he is a former He's taking
5: him under his wing, too.
4: Right, and trying to help them. Uh so Okay, Supreme Leader says he thinks Moten may have been injured. The offensive line was great. the
5: injury report, so that would make sense.
4: Okay. Uh, oh, it said Taylor didn't play tonight at all. That's what no, Mike Todd said. he was Todd definitely said. in
2: there. I saw him in there at least once because he okay. got beat.
4: <laughs> Dang. Dang. I don't want to hear that. Um, all right, so let's shift our uh, let's shift a little of the attention. Well, one other thing before we move to where I want to go, the defense is next. Is they were really playing sh-
5: heavy sets with an extra tackle? Says okay, which well, that makes sense. But, okay, kudos,
4: well. kudos, kudos to Steve Wilkes for getting this team focused on a short week, um, and not dying. Right. You know, there's a lot of of coaches. There are a lot of teams that would fall apart after what has happened, losing their head coach, all of this change, and then getting not only losing in overtime where you think you might be able to find – you're starting to find a little life, but then the very next game going on the road and just getting demolished on every single part of the team. In fact, and now what you did is you kind of reset and rebooted because one of the things that happened last week – And we talked with Joe Person about this last night on the beat check is Joe Person uh, cited that he thought the, cause I asked is as, as we, that loss was so bad for against the Bengals that it seemed to really just be a gut punch to the fan base to where people were just were like, Oh God, back to reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a, you know, we're about to stop talking about the season, maybe even start watching you. T- we're talking about apathy in the post game and on Tuesday night, Cody. And, uh, I asked, we at, well, we asked Joe person last night is to, you know, how is the team responding? Do you feel like they are deflated or potentially demoralized by how bad that performance was? And he said the short week, he thinks really helped them because they didn't have time to wallow in their misery right. but i want to point out this guys is the Cincinnati Bengals are a bad rushing team they're like at the bottom of the league in rushing and they ran all over us for like 278 yards and then a team the Atlanta Falcons who runs and runs and runs and runs the Carolina Panthers defense really bounced back uh Marcus Mariota is the top rusher was the top rusher tonight for the Atlanta Falcons Three carries, (laughs) 43 yards. Caleb Huntley, five carries, 32 yards. Avery Williams, four carries, 25 yards. So this 40, 30, that's about 75 right there. 100. We held them to 118 rushing yards and uh, really just kind of shut that entire part of the game down. A real big defensive statement, I think, for this Carolina Panthers, forcing the uh, Falcons to punt on their one, two, three, four for the first four uh, possessions and an interception on the fifth possession, and then holding them to a field goal uh, at the end of the second quarter, this defense really was getting it done in the first half. TK, what would you think about this performance? Because look, is the the Panthers' defense has been suspect against a run, and the Falcons will run no matter what.
2: Right. I'm tired. Ty- so here's the thing: is that um, our defense, the defensive line, looked completely different than it did last week. Uh, and the Falcons are known. And the thing is, is like, you're dealing with a different team here. Last week we were facing a Joe Burrow, who is not known to yeah. be the most mobile quarterback, right? They were, th- there was a one, they were missing their number one wide receiver, who is a superstar. And we Mixon. couldn't stop Joe Mixon, who is been largely non-existent this year on their, t- on their squad. Um and so there were holes galore. It just felt like nobody was playing with much oomph, right? Yeah. Um. They came in today. They faced a mobile quarterback who was throwing some dimes until he was just overthrowing everybody. Um. Early on, he would seem to be pretty pretty sharp with his passes until again that that interception. But they, I, I think, another thing that benefited us is they weren't getting the ball out very quickly um and so why that's beneficial is our defensive line was able to get some pressure Cincinnati was throwing the ball so quickly that we became so like it, you know how people run to set up the pass well Cincinnati is was passing to set up the run it felt like last week this week was the opposite they were trying to run to set up the pass and they couldn't do it and it just forced them to start forcing things down the field and it just didn't work um so this defensive line this defensive worked as a cohesive unit but I'm still concerned if we start to face a guy who's going to be like a Tom Brady again, or another quarterback who's very smart, very quick with the release uh, of the ball after the snap. I think that that could open up a, a, a whole uh, issue for this defense once again. But right now, it's nice to look out at, at the at the standings and realize we're only one game out and we're three and one in the division. So
5: yeah, and to that point, CK, you're talking about quarterback matchups. Lamar Jackson's probably one that terrifies me the most because of the fact that Mariota was so good at scrambling and getting away from our D-line. Like, it just seems like he might be nightmare fuel uh, against this Panthers defensive line. Quick, I want to say thank you to the Sports Blitz for the 199 love bomb. He says that's why I don't read too much into the pregame stats. Appreciate you, Sports Blitz. And um, look, man, we got 202 strong people in the chat. We finally are able to celebrate a victory tonight, boys. We love that shit. But big Papa, we need a nightcap player. Player, should talk to the bricks in the chat, boys.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's been just a few weeks since we were able to do this, having come into the post game with a victory but it feels like it's been forever once again. But here we are defending the Bank of America. We were, un- we were completely defeated here last year, and so far this year they've done a pretty dang good job defending the bank. We've done a horrible job on the road, but nonetheless this team has come in here and shown the world that they can be a good team, they can do the right things, and you've come here to the C3 Panthers podcast to discuss it, to hear what these three gentlemen have to say about it to issue your own opinions on the cat calls in the chat. But I, 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 I have to say some of you haven't hit that like button yet. And because of that, I have to say one thing, subscriber shame.
5: 195 viewers, 77 thumbs up. Guys, hit that like. Hit that subscribe. Hit that notification bell. You know that win, lose, or draw, we're going to be out here for you boys and girls, you Panther faithful. This is what we do, man. We are here for the C3 Panther Nation every time our Panthers play. And what, what are we not doing content? What night? Every day that ends with a Y, the C3 really Panther like podcast this is putting out content, man. We, and we got the Friday free-for-all tomorrow at 7 p.m. where you can make your opinion heard. Come on the show we're gonna have a a, uh uh every tuesday night at nine we do our premiere c3 panthers podcast be a part of the show hit that like hit that subscribe hit that notification bell to help us beat up on that youtube algorithm just like the panthers beat up on them dirty turds tonight what's up
4: um who was it that said baker mayfield did it for attention me Okay. It might
5: be in concussion protocol.
4: My boy sent me a text while we were talking about it and he's still he messaged he texted me at five minutes ago, so I think he's still listening. Shout out Chandler, Honeycut, my man from Pirate Radio, big Panther fan, always uh, supporting the Carolina Panthers. He said that's exactly why he did it. The attention. He just wants the attention he texts. He said, just like the movie did a week ago with the mustache. He knew what yeah. he was doing. He wants the attention. And then he said let's go seahawks why do you say that i don't even know what he's talking about with that and then he went on and said cam irving is our extra blocker he's our udonis Haslem." shout out chandler 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 you're my man uh guys uh defense was uh all right one other thing well actually we'll let you i'll let you guys tell me uh the things you need to talk about before we go to the cat calls we're going to get right to your calls in just a couple of moments the numbers 252-228-5098 one other thing stuck out to me in this game that was finally uh, kind of a difference. Uh, it was... And why are they... T- Man, just when I'm trying to bring this up, they take the stats down on NFL.com for this game. Where is the... Oh, here we go. Team. We won the time of possession, finally. Finally, finally, finally. is like this. is part of the reason that these games, when our offense... When our team last week against Cincinnati just was stymied and just terrible. Not only did the other teams just control the ball the entire time, anytime the Carolina Panthers went out there, they're just three and done, you know three and out, three and out and this happened a lot when Baker Mayfield uh was playing, right? And, and this also happened to PJ a couple of times. The Carolina Panthers finally, uh, they finally win the time of possession battle. And uh, let us see, it is, where was it? Where did it go? Did they take that stat down? Oh, by the in, way. Oh, 34 20, minutes to 25 minutes. Uh, So, and yes, as Chandler said, the Seahawks, because we're cheering for the Seahawks because they're playing Tampa Bay in Germany.
5: Yeah, in Munich. And if we win, we're only one game. Uh, we're only one back. Uh, Look, dude, this season is so bipolar. You need to not fall in love with any one outcome. If you have your hopes set on playoffs, man, that might not happen. We have to prove that we can be the team that doesn't reside in the NFC South first. On the other hand, when you look at our competition in the NFC South, you cannot fall in love with any of these quarterbacks being a Carolina Panther. I'm sorry, you just can't. That's why the most practical bit of advice that any Panther fan can get right now is just to pull Man. for your squad. That's all you can bang, yeah. Keep pounding. That's the motto. Pull for your team. They're still fighting. They haven't given up. Steve Wilkes haven't, hasn't given up. He may not be a perfect head coach candidate, but he wants this team to succeed this year, and you might as well want the same thing. Fuck, I, I do, Tony Don.
4: No, I um, I'm not in a. I've, I told you, I've never been the type that is calling for wants us to lose from week to week, tank right. from t- tank. I think you get the draft pick you deserve. There's no need to, you know. Right. But I, I mean, I, I am gonna say this is that year that we won Washington and against Washington and Matt rules of first year was a, a victory that hurt us in the draft yeah. status a ton. Yeah. We I also find it very ironic that Cody has been team tank. So in the past several times, I feel like, and uh, now he's like, Oh, we got to win no matter what, like we got to cheer for our team. So I think there's some irony or at least some things there. Uh, but, you know, I think the the only, the one reason is this is because the NFC South is, is winnable, right? That you're going to it's be poo-poo. interested in this, um, and you want the team. I want the team personally to not die because, like, I, it's for my own emotional state. Like, it's just too hard to those Bengal games. Uh, they just sit hard throughout the week. We're trying to generate content. I mean, I know that's a little selfish on my. It's not selfish on my part. It's just me being a fan. Um, but. You know, I also don't want to pick 20 uh, in the draft and finish with like eight wins and be still picking 20. Imagine that is, you know, that's the crazy part. But hey, look, we are, we have the ability to win the division. And you know what? Is that winning the division at this point, if we don't get a good draft pick, fuck it. At least we ruined other fan bases in the NFC South time right so if we win that we end tom brady's career think about that you win the nfc south you end tom brady's career Yep. you make the saints fan who's just be non-existent and uh the falcons fans will have to just remember this game uh and how they have fumbled away the division lead uh in that so that's going to be fun is that that is there's some satisfaction on that point And, uh, I do like this is that I'm, I'm cheering for Wilkes. I'm cheering for Wilkes and, uh, I'm cheering for that, man. I I don't want this team to roll over and die. And they didn't tonight. They didn't. This was a, a moment that really could have gotten out of hand is that if they, they lose this game here, things are spiraling. They are spiraling out of control. I am nervous about the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think we win against the Ravens. Because I told Lamar,
5: that to CK. But we have we have such a problem containing Mariota.
7: Yeah,
4: we're oh, gonna yeah. have some
5: problems with. Oh, Lamar
4: dude, Jack. Lamar could, is gonna def, could, could destroy our He's team. He's gonna with drag
5: them. his ball sack across our forehead.
4: So, um, no, yeah, that is now. But <laughs> yeah. then you get Denver. Denver is a home game. You know that's winnable. They stink. They've been terrible. Uh, Atman. Maybe, you know what? I'm cheering for wins for A, because I'm a fan, right? And I want the team to win. But every win we get destroys someone else's hopes. Yeah. That's what I am now turning to. That is going to be my fuel and my fire to why we should win. I don't even care if we win the – I mean, right. I do want to win the division because I want to ruin Tom Brady. Boom. Do that. Tony. I want to beat Russell Wilson. I want to be like, oh, Unlimited. I, I want to fucking rule them.
5: Tony, I want us to win, not even to ruin the time of opposite teams. I want to ruin all the Panthers fans of good times that are actively rooting for the Panthers to lose to get a Bryce Jones, to get a CJ Stroud, that have done what talked players all year just for us to pull out of reach to get any of them oh dude that makes me feel so good and i continue to look forward to that man in fact I really every hope it does.
4: every win we get is a referendum on matt rule too so fuck him
5: right yeah absolutely and so by let's the go. way and one step closer to matt corral baby let's know, go
4: My, my dip, my, uh, but I do have a genuine concern is that I don't want to, you know, you know how we were on kind of cloud nine after we beat the Bucks, and then PJ Walker goes ballistic against the Falcons in the second half and you get so, you know, we kind of, it was like buying in and then you were like, right. When you buy in Cody, that was how we were last week. You were like, right. When we buy in, you let us down. I don't think this team's very good still. I mean, I don't think they're – I don't think they're – They have (laughs) underperformed a – But Dante Jackson didn't have a good game today. No. He didn't have a good game. Our linebacking Mm -hmm. core is – you know, Shaq. How about props to Shaq? He had his best game of season tonight. Yeah. Um, But I don't think we're – I think we could – you know, we're just not good enough to have been bad for so long for it to be meaningful. That's the other thing is, like, I don't think we're – at this, it, that's just how I feel. That's it.
5: Sorry, I, I mean, look. <laughs> right now, th- there's evidence for both. There's evidence that we're a scrappy football team that can win some games down the road. Then you can make the case that we're a dumpster fire. I mean, you yeah. can also say that that PJ Walker almost threw three interceptions tonight that could have went the other way. So um, easily. I, I, I mean, look. Like if I, if I, the Falcons I didn't that,
4: suck.
1: This could have been a bloodbath.
5: Right, and that's another thing. It's like how much of this is just that we were playing an NFC South opponent and the NFC South and none of these teams that make a grab for the actual title. I'll say this, man. Uh, Regardless of how bad it has been and Mike could still get, I still don't think this team has stopped believing in itself. In fact, I think they believe in themselves now more than ever due to Steve Wilkes and due to some of the things that that they have implemented since Matt Rule has been fired. Uh, And like I said, man, I'm just going to pull for my squad. I don't feel like I've been able to do this in a long time. I was like, all right, Panthers, let's go. Because Matt Rule and Phil Snow just provided this funk. where It it was like there was nothing to to, to pull for, man. So we're going to find out soon, man. We've got some winnable games coming up, and we've got some tough matchups coming up. So we're going to find Speaking out, of, uh,
4: you know, like the holidays are coming up. Thanksgiving is coming up. And what Matt rule was, was uh, if you love, if you have like a little sister who you love dearly and she marries a total dipshit and you got to go through Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. you got to hope that Thanksgiving's not terrible. You got to try to be a good brother for your sister. You got to be, try to be a good family member but you know that the dipshit is always going to ruin like it's always just a cloud hanging over. Matt Rule is the dipshit brother-in-law that you have to deal with at Thanksgiving and you know is going to ruin what could have been a great family event. And uh, so thank you. know what is your little our little sister. They finally divorced the dipshit. And now Steve Wilkes <laughs> is like the old boyfriend that you loved
5: back in the picture he's trying trying to do things the right way
4: well you know and you had you know it's probably like you liked him a long time ago and this and that and then they fell apart for whatever reasons but the numbers two five two 252-228-5098 let's get into the calls cody uh we want to hear your thoughts remember 252-228-5098 get into the post game show man we're rocking and rolling 196 people strong
2: so what are your thoughts on
4: catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty s***. Sh- you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did
2: that make you feel?
6: Uh, very uncomfortable.
2: So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? One,
6: it it a feels two, good, like... Who's that cat in
7: the back corner with his face in the Who's that kid that can use one? What's up, guys? It's Chase. should They should've took that trade deal for Burns. Man he's a nice player. He's more like a a a uh uh, uh like an extra nice piece for a loaded team. He's non existent in most games. I mean they took that trade they would have three second round picks this coming draft two first rounders in twenty twenty four two first rounders in twenty twenty five Man, four years from now, man, this team could be, you know, a legit top-of-the-line continue with all those picks, man. Wilkes is a loser. Same loser mentality as Ron Rivera. So Rivera oh. had Cam Newton and Sean McDermott to ride coattails of
4: really strange call to open up the post game show. The number is two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight.
9: 98. Hey, this is Michael Geringer holding it down in Tennessee again. What's up, as Panther head? fan. And um, I don't know what to think about this team. <laughs> like one week they're inept, and the other week they're actually playing pretty good. So I don't even know what to think. Keep pounding.
4: Um, a and last week they took a nap, but they woke up this week right a nap yeah. from a nap napping to awake and fighting um i was uh I was reading something recently, and um i'm you know, I'm a historian, and like you know, so I'm always reading stuff obviously about the past, and they were like this person they thought had oh it was Henry Lawrence, he's a South Carolina rice plantation owner and stuff like this, but his daughter got smallpox and they thought she was dead and they were about to like call it. And then like the doctor, like, I mean, everybody's like crying. It's like, Oh, she's dead. And then they were like, Oh, she might be, is that a breath? So they're like, and she was lived. And like, they almost like basically were like threw her out (laughs) put her in the grave uh, prematurely. I mean, I know they weren't just going to dig the hole right that second, the Panthers, man. I mean, is there some life in them? Is there some breathing that you know, like hey, we wrote them off for dead after last week?
5: So yeah, the first caller talked about not trading Brian Byrne. And look, I think the Joe Person last night, Tony, he made a great point, right? That you don't have anyone on the other side of Brian Byrne. Granted, Marky's hands balled out tonight, but again, yeah, you don't know, yeah, 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 yeah you know I, he's I a hear piece. you don't know even say nothing. He is a he's he's a rotational piece. You don't have a a guy that you can book in Brian Burns with that is really going to be able to consistently get a pass rush for you and off to the opposite edge. So if you really are going to trade Brian Burns, you're basically having to commit to drafting not one but two defensive ends or have to fill one of those spots via free agency. And that's a rough call, man. Um, I mean, look, I I personally – uh believe that we did the right thing. I know I all those so. picks were very enticing. But yeah, Joe But their futures,
4: their futures.
5: I was leaning towards that anyway, but last night on the beat check, uh, Joe Person saying that really kind of brought it home for me is that, you know, you only have so many draft picks that you can allocate to certain positions. Right. And why why have it all go towards... Uh, defensive end but you can use another linebacker you can use another tight end you can use another safety, and
4: that's a second round pick and a third round pick that that's where they hit tight ends we don't one other thing to think about this Cody and I I mentioned this a couple weeks ago is that while we're disappointed in this season right and how it turned out the team we really believe that this and I think largely a lot of our disappointment comes from Uh, a team that we believe has underplayed, underperformed its talent. Like uh, that we believe that there is actual talent on this team and they just haven't played to their capability. Unlike on the other side of the ball tonight, a team that is really sort of kind of devoid of a lot of talent has overplayed, right? Has played above their talent level throughout this season. And I think we should not forget that one of the things that Matt rule, if we're going to give like any credit to him is that he came in and took over a defense that was aged that really he, I mean, who's on this squad defensively other than Shaq Thompson that he inherited. He went and uh, unconventionally went eight rounds where he, or whatever, seven and seven, he picked all defensive players one year and we got young and put some real talent in some real spots. Derek Brown, a horn, chin. There is a core on this defense with Brian Burns. Oh, Brian yeah. Burns. Brian Burns is. It's Brian Burns and Shaq Thompson are the legacy players before Matt Rule. Brian Burns is young though. So this defense, like you don't, if you're a, if you're a coach that's coming in here, a new coach, and you bring in that offensive mind minded coach, he's sitting there going, man, if I get a decent defensive coordinator and give him one more piece, you know, this defense we can rock with and we can, we can get by it might, you know, it might not be immediately a top five defense next year or something until we get a, a premier player on the other side of Brian Burns, but it could, it's easily going to be a top 12 defense under the right circumstances and you put an offense together that's got some capability some some life to it it just helps the defenses the defense so much that's been the problem too with the defense it's not that they're even bad it's just like when your offense doesn't score the the other offense gets to do whatever they want they can run they can pass they and like you if you're ahead every now and then you can use brian burns to his ability and say in fact when we were at the end of this game I saw someone in the chat say, Get ready, because this is where we get to pin our ears back. We know they're passing. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you yeah. can get your defense in some more friendly situations that mask even some of their deficiencies. So I think the talent on this team is on the defensive side of the ball. And the question is Does anybody know how long we have Ion- Ionitis for? Because well, he played fantastic I have
5: some, I, I have some updates uh, specifically about Ionitis uh ba- is uh no he's uh in crutches and has a boot on oh, his leg yuck. uh and uh everybody is basically saying that uh the belief is that dante jackson has a torn achilles it is not confirmed yet but that's what that is his what's feet. what about well. dj dj i don't i haven't heard anything about him dj did finish out the game though
4: yeah he came back he came back um dante's feet you might as well you would think he you know he only weighs like 180 pounds you would think with the feet the foot prop the feet problems the foot problems what do you say the feet problems he has that he would be like a 280 pound offensive lineman always dealing with this That's the thing is, like, anytime you get an offensive lineman that gets a foot injury, shit, this dude's heavy as hell. You know, that's, like, not good for them. Uh, Dante, these lower, when we say lower body uh, injuries, they have been below his knees the entire time. It's been turf toe, ankles, Achilles. And um, yeah. Whose era is Dante? You know, we probably should not have extended Dante Jackson. I hate to say, you know, I mean, like he, he's a good additional piece on the team, but he's not a piece, the piece. He's kind of like Marquise Haynes. It's like, hey, it's a nice player to have, but he's not the guy. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Rosen Rosen. Oh, it yeah. Is. Happy birthday. Yeah. I appreciate it. Is it is after midnight. It is. Uh, technically, I know exactly when my real birthday is. It's in uh, 11 out. Well, no, almost 24 hours. I was born at 11. This is crazy, guys. I know you. This is, you know why I got these tats right here?
2: Yeah. You've, uh, I think you might have told us a, a few times.
4: 11 11 at 11 11 p.m. So that's when I was born. And today is my birthday, at 41 years young and uh having a good time uh hanging out with my best friends talking about panthers oh, football yeah. a lot easier than us getting blown out
2: it, yeah Man, listen, yeah. It, uh, it's a weight like here is it's so like i don't know it's it's so difficult to explain because we all know this feeling but it's like you can breathe lighter right it's just It's a a sense of relief that we aren't having to
4: go into the week explaining
2: to people why we lost. Right. What happened? And not playing
4: again for like 13 days. And we're just like, oh my God. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we have uh, a lot of time. Now, is it 13 days or whatever? You know, 10, 10, (laughs) hey, uh,
5: Mr. Lightning 20 says 11, 11, 19, 11. Happy
4: birthday, Tony. <laughs> um, it's not that, that old. That is actually uh, interest. Actually, you guys don't want There's only one. I, I've been trying to figure out if my lucky number is 11 or 1. Um, There's only one way that you could have more 1s in your birth date, or maybe two ways. 1911 gives you an extra 1, right? Like, if I was born in 1911, I'd have one more 1 in my birthday. Yeah. Eleven eleven A D would be one. And twenty one eleven is another way, but I'm pretty much maxed out at yeah. ones other than those dates. Good call. Uh and you know what is uh two years ago I felt like I was born in nineteen eleven. Now rejuvenated back to life. Take care of yourselves, folks, and uh switch to Miller Light instead of IPAs, even though I love IPAs. Two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight.
6: Answers, podcast brothers, how y'all doing? Payback well, is a paid. bitch, ain't it? G Cabassa, payback is a bitch. Fuck Atlanta, I'm at so, war right now. I checked the scores, twenty two to nine, so-, so apparently we got this game. I'm saying this right now, man. If we don't fucking sign Foreman to next year, I'm gonna fucking throw up. That boy was running <laughs> the rock What about Brown? Yeah, Brown. Right. Made me eat crow. I thought that motherfucker was a bust. That boy played his fucking heart out tonight, man. Oh my god, man. Man. Like Atlanta, they got lucky as shit the first time we played them, but we about to be three and seven. I feel good. You know, hey, man, I swear if we would have played, if we would have ran the rock more against Cincinnati, we probably could have won something, man. The defense played pretty damn good too, man. Hey, Horn got the interception, man. Ooh, that shit was beautiful, man. But hey, man, terrible. Keep throat. pounding, y'all. Keep pounding. Ooh, pay back the bitch. Well, hey, well, man, let uh... me give y'all
5: some numbers on Deontay Foreman versus Atlanta this year: fifty-seven carries, two hundred forty-eight yards, and four touchdowns. Let's go.
4: No, did you hear them talking about uh his father well so and his you know, brother he, his brother I didn't hear the brother part
5: yeah his brother uh died in a trucking accident
4: I thought I it was, heard that right.
5: a, correct CK? his dad yeah, just, his
4: dad died in a in an 18 I, this was crate and I didn't want to It was tweet. either his
5: dad or his brother I it know dad that they died. Said,
4: okay. it said they okay. said his dad died in an 18-wheeler right and I, I yeah, I, I haven't heard this story, so I'm this me is either. All... Me either. And I didn't want to tweet about it because his dad, you don't want to. Well, you, yeah, and you don't want to be a lie. but to me, and now I'm saying I don't want to tweet about it. I'm actually going to say what I th- thought at the moment, <sighs> probably just as bad. But like, how, how crazy is it that if you're driving the 18 wheeler and you die? Yeah,
5: normally, yeah, normally. You know what you're, I'm saying? Uh, like,
4: it's like, that's what yeah. I mean. Like, I was like, I, I mean, I don't want to go, I'm not that. Right. Um, Uh, I guess, I don't know, whatever the word is for being like interested in bad stuff to go find out. But that's kind of like, gosh, it's like, what, what did, what happened? I don't even want to. Somebody brought this up. (laughs) Somebody asked this. What was the number one song, Tony, when you were born? And maybe we're on to something. I just looked it up. And uh, I wonder it. I wouldn't know. Oh gosh, that would have, that, that would have helped. That would explain some things too, but this, uh, kind of explain, you know how, like, uh, I, maybe we got on onto a new theory where the song when you're in the month you're born, that's number one, uh, has an influence on the tone and temperature of your life because in November of 1981, the number one song on the billboard hot 100 chart in America was Olivia Newton John's let's get physical physical. Let's get physical. I was like, Oh my gosh, man, this may be explained so much about my fucked up mind. Um, next call. ac hey, 3
9: family. This is a uh, Panther Billy from Greensboro college. Uh, it's nice to get this win tonight. Uh, I thought we were going to damn blow it here in the fourth quarter. still a minute 50 left, but, uh, we should be able to run the clock out. Uh, as much as I want a high draft picket, it, it it's a lot better not to go through the stress of losing and having all your friends at work talk crap to you for being a Panthers fan. Uh, y'all keep it real. That's exactly Everybody what I'm like saying. Like and subscribe, <laughs> keep doing this good work. And we'll keep pounding till next week. Y'all have a
2: good one. That's almost a recital of exactly what I just talked
4: about. <laughs> yeah. And you know I understand like uh like I don't work with uh the in the place I work at there's not a ton of people that are like overly super football fans, but there is this one guy and he's like in a um very uh intelligent and like uh what I mean by this is like he is like his degrees come from very big schools not the guy that he went to Ohio state and Vanderbilt um but when he talks to me every every monday or every wednesday i'll be like and we don't talk very much and he'll go uh uh like uh how was that post game show mm-hmm. and he's not really a giant football fan he's just being nice and uh i'm like god th- i mean and he's not poking fun at me and i'm like god like miserable you know, uh, on Pirate Radio, they have uh, the, the radio station I go on in Greenville, North Carolina. They have a post-game show, and they do very much. This is what I modeled our post-game show, is every caller served that type of attitude. And uh, my best, one of my good buddies, from I've known him since I was in kindergarten, is the host of it. And the thing that annoys them the most is, and particularly with teams that are like after a loss, is like the first thing, and it's just a natural caller thing. How are you guys doing? And they're like, We're fucking miserable, Mo. <laughs> that's what like uh, they're like, Okay, I get like and they always joke about like that's not how you lead in when Scotty Montgomery was your coach for three years and you haven't won but four games in three years or something like that. Uh so this is just nice that we're not when he asked me that, I'm not like, Oh, we're miserable. You know, I'm just like, Hey, uh D C you know, happy to not be terrible. So okay.
5: Uh, and I wanted to bring up this comment by uh Panther's devotee. He's brought this up a a bunch now. He says that we're missing the point. we only ever run the exact same eight plays over and over in the run game. So yeah. basically it's saying that yeah, we're running the football really effectively, but it's still not very big creative, creative or I, complex. And, yeah, how and many the,
4: running plays are there though? you run up the middle, you run to the outside, like what is there? Well, Well, it looks like to me,
2: it looks like the same play, but different options. So like, basically they, they use it as a, um, as it's complex in that it's the same play, but you can choose what, which, whether you're going to give it to, cause I don't know if you noticed it was almost every time there was emotion, it was Chenault running and it looked like he was acting like he was getting ready to get the ball. And he would do this like little dip with his head, like he's getting ready to get the ball. And it was every play. And it was like you could see them run two or three different uh, run plays off of that exact same formation. And that just seemed to be every single play they were running.
4: Who cares, man? Who cares? And when I mean that, I'm not, like, trying to dismiss the comment. Right. Right. (laughs) We rushed for 232 yards. Sure. Like, is there's a point where you say this is that we're going to keep doing it until you stop us.
5: Can I give you some more uh, Deontay Foreman sets? Carolina's Deontay Foreman has rushed for 100 yards three times in his last four games. The Panthers had three individual 100-yard rushing games in their previous 46 games combined. Two by McCaffrey and one by Chuba Hubbard. That should tell you everything that you need to know, man. G. Kavassi called in. So happy about uh, Deontay Foreman. He's been a breath of fresh air, man. And more importantly, yeah. you know, we had the great Jonathan Stewart on this podcast. He's oh, I can't like, mention him. Yeah, he's kind of like a throwback to Jay Stewart, though. Just pound them. Punch them in their mouth, down their throat. Just hit them and hurt him, and keep on doing it until they don't want to tackle his big 230 pound ass no more and
4: this is why i was kind of pushing back on your statement about trying to push the ball and air it out with pj is like we're not a finesse team you know we're not a team that's yeah. gonna just make things like if we're gonna win games we're gonna win them the ron rivera way and that is just get nasty and uh get down to the wire and win And, uh, I think a continue, and I don't know, I don't want to, I do want to jump on Chuba Hubbard. I don't like Chuba Hubbard. Uh, I don't think he's been like, he got so many opportunities and he has not been that great at all or even good. But one of the things that's crazy is I mean, maybe it's the injury while he's not that involved right now, but why was Deontay Foreman not the number two back the whole time? (laughs) Even when we had Christian McCaffrey, again, goes back to these types of things. The number's 252-228-5098. Look, you know it's a great night when, look, the calls. We don't even got that many calls, folks. So if you got something to say, you better get in now because the show might not be that long. Uh, Let's go to the next call.
9: Hey, C3 family. This is uh, Panther Billy from Greensboro, College. Uh, It's nice to get this win tonight. Uh, I thought we were gonna damn blow it here in the fourth quarter. Still a minute fifty left, but uh we should be able to run the clock out. Uh, as much as I want a high draft pick, it, it it's a lot better not to go through the stress of losing and having all your friends at work talk crap to you for Do being a this fan. Uh, y'all keep it real. Everybody like and subscribe. Keep doing this good work. And we'll keep pounding till next week. Y'all have a good one.
5: Keep pounding i mean look uh you know, a bunch of falcons friends you know friends who are uh who are falcons fans and uh, every time we play they always you know they're ready to talk some shit as soon as they can you know what i mean and um yeah now yeah now we get to dish it back to them man i think everybody has those co-workers that uh give them some shit and then we ultimately end up coming back and you know i mean listen we always falcons tough yeah they always play us tough it's that division rivalry thing ck like there really is something to it yeah it's something to it yeah they know their strengths and weaknesses
2: well here's what i like the most painful thing about where we're at right now and it's so easy to do this but there it we should honestly be five and five right now Um, and in the lead for this division. And the reason I say that is because you think about that, uh, that Browns game one, that was, uh, that should have been one because of a penalty. And then we got unlucky, you know, uh, with Cade York coming in here as a rookie on his first game, bombing an incredible kick uh, to win the game for the Browns. Um, So that should have been a win for us. Then you go back to the Falcons game when Eddie Pinheiro missed two field goals that are very winnable or uh, makeable field goal attempts. And it just resulted in um, essentially us losing those games. So there's two potential wins that we just had right there. Now, if we include that one tonight, we'd be 5-5 five and five and 4-0 and in the division if people were actually uh, executing and we weren't having the rest of the games for us early on in the season. So uh, it's tough to look back and think that, but it's also tough to, like, it's, when you look at it that way, it doesn't feel as hopeless as it was, you know?
5: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. You want to hit another one?
4: Yeah. Was- oh, sorry. What's I, up, C3? It's
5: sorry. Anthony from Charlotte, just driving What's back up, to game. What a win.
0: Let's fucking go. I called in on Tuesday, and I said, there's going to be any hope about this team, it starts today. It's a good fucking win by the team. Foreman, offensive line, defense, great. P.J. was a little bit of a game manager today, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, wow, we got lucky on some occasions, but Mariota played a bad game. Kudos to the defense. And, yeah, keep pounding. C3, you already know the vibes. Let's fucking go, baby.
4: Yeah, um... I hope I hope people didn't misinterpret well I don't care you can misinterpret you can interpret I said these things so I gotta live with them. The Falcons just weren't good. so but I don't I will take that. I will take us playing a better game than we have played in weeks in a while and the other team struggling at the other side. We need these breaks. We're not good enough. To, you know, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, like, I like this is, uh, I'm not. It's kind of like, uh, I'm not going to leave no money on the table. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to feel bad about picking up $20 off the ground. It's not going to feel bad about it. Right. Like, let's just do it. And uh, the Carolina Panthers, like Olivia Newton-John said in 1981, tonight they said, <laughs> let's get physical, physical. And the line The offensive line was physical for the first three, well, actually through the entire quarter, entire game. But the defense, I feel, really just tuned it up at the end or towards the end. I know that we made some mistakes defensively in that last moments, but we have not seen this defensive line impose their will on a team all season, I don't think. And maybe we were just close. We were right there a couple of times. And, you know, there may be the stats. I wonder does anybody know how many sacks we got in this game? Brian Burns should have had a sack, and then somehow Mariota threw it, and the guy and uh, Cordero Patterson caught it like right beside him, like where he just blasted these dudes. I mean, these guys were getting after it. Dude, I was kind of hoping that that one that was that ridiculous
2: heave that he threw at the end was going to end up being an uh, an interception. Yes, but, I know, I know, because like, then he ran it, all the, way back he ran it all the way back. I was like, I was, I saw him throw that, and I was I, I, at that moment, I felt like it was definitely not uh, an interception. But like, I thought that was absolutely hysterical to see him throw that like that.
4: Yeah, um, five sacks according uh, to Darrel. Zero chill. By the way, thank you to real zero chill. Always a long time listener and supporter of the podcast. Brad Holtz in here. J Mac, John Callenshaw, KPM. We've seen you around these parts. The real AP rocking the green tag. He is a three C three super fan. New Daddy O, uh, in the house. He said we played to Atlanta's strengths and dominated, stopped their run game and ran on their eighth eighth run. D- uh, eighth ranked run defense. The Panthers won that. This is how you're going to win if you're the Panthers right now. Yeah. You're not going to go out there and PJ just throw 300 yards and us throw the air the ball out 40 times. In fact, in, if anything, the, the Falcons should be commended. Arthur Smith should be commended for knowing what his team is capable of. You know, and how, and he's like this, he's like, we're going to run on third and nine. And like, we have a better chance of getting that first down, running the ball on third and nine. than we do passing on third and nine. I, I wish we had some Atlanta Falcon fans in the chat. When do the Falcons start going? Maybe it's time to go to Desmond Ritter. Isn't that his name? Desmond Ritter. Yeah. Because I honestly, I thought just tonight. ineffective. He, his arm looks cooked. He can't throw, like, it's like some of the... I heard Al Mike... Oh, no, it was I was listening on the radio. I was picking my kids up from my girls from dance. And the guy said, well, the ball eventually got there. Yeah. <laughs> I was
2: like, God, hey.
4: man, that's the worst thing I've heard. CK, should they make a change?
2: I mean, it's hard to... It's so hard to say that they should because, like, Mariota hasn't been the sole reason they've lost. Like, right. they've had unfortunate circumstances that... Are surrounding their their situation like, um, like injuries and and uh, you know really their defense not really uh, having a healthy secondary and stuff. But um, I, I I just I saw him tonight and he was making some really good throws. Um, so I don't know that I'm he made I would some say really that bad it's to that wins point. too, Ck, he did, he did, but I I think that you got to look at the fact that they are in a position to potentially win the division. Um, They were number one in the NFC South Uh, as granted, granted, again, not a great and most competitive division, but they were number one. Do you really want to
4: risk that cohesion to give up, you know, to try to see what your quarterback has? I don't know how it could be much worse if you're them. And when I say that is like, I guess you're worried more about turnovers, but Mariota did the things tonight. He's not supposed to be doing, which is turn the ball over, look foolish at these times. And, and, and look, you got Kyle Pitts, and he's sitting there on the shelf. Those mugs took a field goal. They were in – they could have taken a couple of sh- – maybe one or two shots at the end zone at the end of the second right. quarter. If they would have managed to clock a little bit better, I think if they would have ran up and, and clocked it, they could have gotten two chances. I don't know if that would have worked uh, based on the downs. But they – even Al Michaels and them were like, man, I would like to take one shot. Um, and Kyle Pitts who had a, a credible season last year is just sitting there languishing, languishing on the shelf. I almost wonder how could it not, I mean, you have a team that can run the ball. How could the Ritter or be that much worse in so many ways? And Cody, uh, you yep. mentioned that us pushing the ball down the field. I just remembered this is, you remember when PJ? PJ chunked it into the end zone into double coverage and it hit that DB yeah, like in the right face. in the hands. Yeah. It was like
5: two time, two or three times.
4: So I don't think PJ that's a good a idea either. I
5: don't I mean, I think
4: I don't we know, did man. exactly like, what we needed to do. It's,
5: it's when you see what we did against Atlanta the first time and you see yeah. that, you know, what uh, a guy like Terrence Marshall Jr. is capable of. Even that first, uh, even that first out route to DJ Moore, like they were on time and PJ was throwing that ball before DJ even got out of his break. And, and it was a perfectly placed pass. I just think the longer that we let PJ get on rhythm with this receiving core, let them heat up more and more and take some more chances and, and try and put some more games away a little bit earlier than we have.
4: I am what's kind of bizarre about PJ Cody is that like he either makes the most incredible throw or the worst throw. Like, I mean, he either puts this ball like on the money and like on a rope in a spot, like uh, the first catch that DJ had was like a perfect ball, man. Like, uh, if anything, maybe he threw it too perfectly, and DJ couldn't run after the catch. He had to go like in out of bounds, or you know, what I mean, not like it was like, but he throws these passes. Sometimes you're like, man, that is an incredible play, and then he'll go and throw it ridic- like straight to another to the other team. So he is a yeah, boomer remember, bust guy. Just it remember, is either incredible. Just remember or awful. that he
5: is the only Panther quarterback that we have seen boom everyone else bust yeah like yeah, consistent yeah. i mean i don't so, want to
4: sit them i think i mean it was kind of gutsy of was it gutsy here i want the callers we're going to the next call we're, we'll take two calls right now there's only four calls left so if you want to get in now's the time 252-228-5098 um we asked if you know we were talking about baker mayfield see, uh, cody about like how why he was upset uh, potentially Did Steve Wilkes make the right move might have been a question we could have asked yesterday or two days ago in bringing PJ back after a 0.0 game. Was this ballsy of, uh, was this a ballsy move like a confident ballsy move by Wilkes trying to win and put himself in the best position? Or did he do this because he didn't, because he was kind of told by Tepper and them, like we're kind of done with Mayfield. We don't need to over. We don't need him playing those 70% of snaps. We need that draft pick. Was this uh, genius confident? Was this Wilkes' stay-the-course move, or did he kind of backwards into the right move? Next call. It's an empty call, so next call.
8: Hey, this is Jordan Lewis from Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm actually leaving the game right now. That was a hell of a game. Defense played nice. A very talented team, and we got the potential to be a good team in the future. We just need to fix a few things, and we'll be rolling. Keep pounding.
4: Gotta feel good. Um, You know, Panther fans were, were were a little concerned after last week of making the trek in the rain on Thursday night. You know, I mean, you gotta you if you didn't have any concern as a fan driving from Raleigh, that's not even that bad of a drive. That's like a two hour drive from Charlotte. But imagine so, like if I would have gone four and a half, you know, like that takes a commitment. You know, every person driving to that stadium and walking in was like, is this gonna be the most miserable night? Rain, clouds. Terribleness that ride, God bless you guys. Thank Jesus, goodness exists in the world because that ride would have been so awful, soaking wet, mad as fuck. And now, at least, you could say this you saw the best end zones, the best uniforms, and you were the badass fan who actually went to the game in the rain. Mm-hmm. Do you know how cool you get to be? You don't even you don't even have to look, don't admit that you had that trepidation in your real heart. I know in your heart of hearts you had a little of that trepidation going into that game. Like, is this gonna be awful? But you get to go tomorrow and all throughout the weekend and wear your Panther gear and be like, I went to that game, motherfuckers. I believed the whole time. Love it. That ride has to have been so is is so much better. Oh my god, imagine how miserable it would be. Uh, next goal. Yo yo yo, white chocolate espresso. What's up?
9: Yo, what's up? Great game, but they need to bench YGM. The dude's not good. I would start Marquis Haynes or go yes. sign Sue Thompson Sue out here or another defensive end.
4: Oh, we need to tackle he, now. Tackle if I wide for sure.
9: But all in all, great win. Keep pounding. Mm-hmm
4: um two things on that is he brings up Marquise haynes and everybody's been shitting on ygm is this ygm's second year or third
5: uh this is hit we drafted him the same year as brown so this is his third third.
4: okay then he you can start to give up on him because yeah that's where that's when you know is like in year two look coney ely as a rookie had one of the most phenomenal games in the history of the Super Bowl. If the Panthers would have won that Super Bowl, Coney Ealy would have been the m v p right uh he had the basically the identical game of von Miller, who got the m v p in that game um and then he was given the starting job and just completely fizzled out in his second year. The second year i don't like I don't judge a defensive end in their second year. year three though, is when guys are supposed to be starting to make the turn and YGM isn't. And on top of that, he had such a bad game last week where he had penalties, right? So it's not even just play, it's mental errors, too. And then Marquise Haynes is sitting there saying, man, I'm on the shelf, put me in, coach. Put me in, coach. And he was a man on fire tonight. And and, and Cody, we were watching the final minutes of the game, and you were like, oh, man, he almost had it. If we could just wrap up. But he was making a difference, and he made the final sack of the game, he earns that spot. Why he hasn't had it from the beginning is something I want to know. Again, when it comes to Matt Rule, so many errors in favoritism, nepotism when it comes to some of these players, I think, kind of showed. And now with Ioannidis out, what happens? And what's odd for me is in the last... Two years, maybe every year we've gotten a darling defensive tackle who was a late round pick that we thought was pretty good. Right, Bravion Roy, Nix, or whatever you know, whatever you guys tell me the names, but I remember, Bra- you're like, it's like always, oh, oh man, we found a guy who can be a contributor. We haven't seen any of those fools this year. The only time the medal has been good it has been Derek Brown and Ioannidis. So, what do we do now? That's a concern. A team that's not great against the run, now you lost a piece that's been really contributing. How much can Jerric Brown do by himself? Right. On a mm, That's a worry. Who's going to fill that spot, guys?
5: I don't know. And you know, I even said um you know, we we uh, all of the C3 chat that we have and we uh you know, we watch some of this football and I even made the point that it was like yeah, you know, we talk about needing another defensive end. And we do need another defensive end.
7: Sure. But sure. we need
5: we need more interior pressure too, man. I think part of the reason why, you know, I think Derek Brown and Brian Burns are in very similar position you know, on the interior and the edge, respectively. Like those are the dudes. You're gonna allocate all your offensive line help to those guys, right? But man, remember when we had KK short. And Star Lotulale, like, and we've said this before. And then we had uh,
4: Love too. Remember yeah, we cycled love, in Love and stuff like that. Know,
5: we did not know how much Star Lotulale meant to to this team until after he was gone. And that's I, I why I that love we,
4: Derek Brown.
5: But but and, and that's what I'm saying. Imagine how much better these guys can be if you add another disruptor on the interior of that O line, especially when you're in a. An offensive happy NFL, a quarterback needs a clean pocket to be able to step up into and throw the ball. Tyron if Green's a, if got it. Do, if you have a dominant defensive or, uh, yeah, a defensive interior, they are destroying that pocket, making the quarterback move and letting your line play fast, sideline to sideline. That has always been the Panthers' defensive recipe for success and we do need another guy next to uh our man derrick brown
4: even if it's not just a guy beside him you could have used uh, another guy just period because right now you're asking them to play every snap right like i mean if they get like Derek brown went out with illness last week and we we're like oh well, what are we gonna do now well give up five touchdowns uh, Tyron Green says this and we forgot this name who was very good in the preseason McCall. 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 Uh, Next call. McCall. Next call. Hey, what's up C3? Got that dub. It's the real AP. What up? Hey,
1: uh, I'm all for it, man. I'll, I'll take a W any day. A win is definitely better than a loss. I don't care if we are 3-7. I don't give a shite. But my only thing is I sit there as I was watching a game, Is like we got the ball back on their side of the field right before halftime. And they chose like three running plays, like that conservative shit. I'm like, man, put your fucking foot on their throat. Let it go, man. Do something other than selling or or settling for a field goal that I mean, you know, may or may not go, but I mean, Pinero did redeem himself a little bit tonight, so that first man, is shanked off. Boom. And I was like, oh, my God, man. I said, Here we go again. But anyway, y'all talk about that, man. Good show. I'm still watching. Y'all are awesome. Peace out. Keep pounding.
5: Keep pounding. I mean, yeah, I, I, I said the same thing earlier. Um, I do think this can – look, I, I, I hear you, Tony, and that when you're rushing the football like we're doing, keep doing it. You know, if it, if anybody don't fix it, I hear that completely. But what I'm saying is that if the Panthers actually want to be a Cinderella team and just by the skin of their teeth sneak into the playoffs, I think you're gonna out these games more. And I think you're going to have to pick and choose your times where you want to be more aggressive than you are and that that worries me about Steve Wilkes. This is very much in that Ron Rivera type of mindset. Let our defense play fast and hard. You know, uh, if you have to make them punt, that's fine. Our defense will do what they need to do. Pound the football, run the football, and yeah, that might be a recipe for the par- for the Panthers to squeak out a few this this year. But I really think that we would benefit from. Letting P.J. do what he did in that first Atlanta game, push the ball downfield a little bit more, get the ball to Terrace Marshall Jr., and I really do think that that's going to open up your running attack even more if they have to fear you going down the field like that.
4: Here's where you're wrong. Two nights in a row. Three nights in a row you've been wrong. Um, you started off Never. if you want to be a Cinderella story we're not even close to being a Cinderella story. We just needed to win. I disagree. Right. I think we're, well, I mean, I mean but like, we just needed a win. And right now this was the, the pathway to get us the win. You didn't need to, you're, you're right. You said, if you want to be, and that's like, if we roll up another win or two, then yes, then that's what you're going to have to do. If it's going to be meaningful, there's going to have to be something like this, but right now you could actually win this game. By just running the ball and controlling the clock, and I don't even feel like it was conservative. I just felt like this is like why stop? It wasn't like oh we could have just we left everything on the table. We were getting first downs. We were get, in the past. I understand that is like do you remember when like we go back uh, to the game where we lost to the Giants last year, and then they're like oh we got to run the ball this, and then they came up and overcompensated. Last week against the Bengals, we tried to run. We didn't get anything. Then we tried to pass. We didn't get anything. This week, we ran the ball we got a first down. And then we ran the ball again. We got a first down. We ran the ball again. We got a first down. Like, There was no need to do the pushing, pushing it down the field. You're right. If there is going to be something down the road that is more meaningful than just one win, that's going to have to be part of the equation. But right now, we just need a W. Yeah, and we we.
5: We've been getting these Ws, man. We just need to continue to do it. Um, I don't know. I, I just, uh, I just wanna. I want to see more aggression. Uh, I think that PJ does have the ability to air the ball out. Um, I don't know. CK, It'll be interesting to see what what we're gonna do going forward.
4: CK, you said you disagree. They're a Cinderella story.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying. <laughs>
4: I disagree with the statement that it's not possible for them to be the Cinderella story. Oh, it didn't. That's not what I, I hope I, that's not what I said. Well,
2: you we were don't saying, even need to like, be thinking
4: Cinderella right now. We just need one. Cinderella is three or four weeks from now. Well,
2: you said we're not a Cinderella story. So that's
4: where I was saying, like, okay. there's
2: like when you're when when you're expressing that we when you look at the potential for what could happen, which isn't going to happen. I'm just going to set the expectation now so the optimism doesn't build from here, right? But the idea that a team like ours can go from two and seven to making it to the playoffs at all, and then maybe if there's a way that they can put some stuff together and 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 make this team feel feel confident or competent in, in any way, I mean, I, I, I think that there's a potential they might even win at least one of the playoff games, which... Uh, doesn't help a lot for our draft capital, but I tell you what, as a Panthers fan, to go back to the playoffs, it would be an astronomical feat, uh, oh, no, given where incredible. we started this year.
4: And not to poo-poo and dismiss your point either, Cody. I don't want to just completely just say, I, I just thought what we were doing was working, but there was potentially a moment, if you think, and where there's a lot of there's credibility your position here, is that they pulled within a score at the end of the game. And maybe you're running the ball so effectively, maybe a play action pass and like put a dagger in them later on. But I think at the same time that PJ, they tried a couple of those things early in the game and he screwed them up so bad that like, that's kind of cool in theory, but like he almost threw three picks doing that. So, but you know, but the right is the question is is and look, uh, and you mentioned Ron Rivera. You're talking about a team that lost uh, at home to the Vikings last week by a field goal. You know that messed up at the end and played it. I won't say too. I don't know. I didn't watch it. My my friend was telling me about the game, but a penalty, a bad timeout by Ron Rivera and a bad challenge. It's like the Ron Rivera recipe: a bad challenge, a bad timeout and then a penalty and you lose the game by three, (laughs) you know, right at the end uh, when you were up 10 in the fourth quarter. Yep. That is the right. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta put them away and sometimes maybe our defense, maybe we gotta recognize our defense isn't strong enough to just put suckers away like 2013 and you gotta do both. So uh, kind of, I say, this is like, we'll take this win, how we can get it. But you're, probably, you're right is that, look, you're not going to be able to do that against the Ravens next week. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to have a much more diverse um, attack. And P.J.'s going to have to be a lot better than 10 completions or whatever he had. Uh, last I also
5: call. think the rain played something
4: to do sure, with it. Sure, sure. Last call, actually.
1: A three-hour drive from Tampa to Miami after Cam with those five Interception. You got a little kid laughing at you with his grandma and a hot ass son. Drunk as hell. That's not a good drive. Al, the sailor. Peace, guys. Thank you, guys. Mm, Peace and love, Al.
5: It. Yeah, man. He knows that uh, feeling to make a trip to a game that's not worth it. So.
4: Yeah, it's yeah tough. Man. It's tough. Oh, think about this is poor uh, uh, Nick, who has come from massachusetts several times and never seen a win driven from massachusetts these guys
5: he's coming down here in december December? yeah he's gonna be here for the steelers game
4: uh oh that man we better get his win there all right um those are the calls
5: or or he better not jinx us No, just playing.
4: uh (laughs) those are the calls right now we'll kind of just finish out we got a couple of things like kind of like some housekeeping to do um, we're going to do our uh, dab on them picks, Player of the game. We'll do our tal of shame picks. And uh, I just want to start with the last thing. Is there any kind of final perspective that you want to offer that maybe we haven't talked about enough or that you feel like just needs to be mentioned? Not a long discourse, but yeah, anything to it.
5: I just want to gloat. I want to gloat and tell y'all I told you that this team was going to be more competitive in this division than everybody made it out, man. After the Bengals game, I was feeling bad, too. I remember. I'm not racing history. But I knew that this team was not going to be out of it after one bad loss to Cincinnati. That this division is so bad that, that this is this is going to happen, man. And we have a good chance to beat New Orleans again. We have a good chance to beat Tampa again. I don't know, man. I just, uh, you know, keep pounding, man. That's all I want to say. Keep pounding. Pull for your damn squad. The draft is going to be here soon enough, okay? And you're going to know where we're picking. You're going to know what players you want to draft and this and that. That time will come. Right now, pull for your squad while you have a squad for that's at least being competitive, man. That's all I want to say.
4: CK.
2: It's just a weird uh a weird difference from where he's been the past two years. Like know, from Cody. I know, I <laughs> like know. it's uh it's, so it, this wild. is this is not by the way, I want to make this clear. I, I think it I needs to be said. So and I think shy. I think Cody can I think Cody can probably like if you can't agree to this, Cody, then you're you're just you're clearly out, out of the realm of reality. Your only uh, hope is that we're competitive, so Matt Corral has a shot at playing wow, on this team. True. it is not about whether yeah, you want uh, this team to win. The it has state. nothing to do about well, this okay, team winning.
5: Can both of those things not be true? Then no, yes, because the Pan- in, two, no, in the, the past two years, you wanted us
2: to tank. Like you've wanted us to lose the past two years. Like you can't, you can't come around and say that you, you haven't. You have been angry when we haven't tanked. In the past two years. Cody
4: knows how to take a temperature of the room, bro. He'll be like this. <laughs> right? no, it's
5: not the temperature of the room. It's that <laughs> I, I follow these college quarterbacks closely. And I feel like there are right. quarterbacks that have been in previous drafts that represented a much higher than the guys in this draft. So why tank for a player That doesn't have all of the elite tendencies that you want in a quarterback. And yeah, there's no shame in my game. I want to see Matt Corral given a legitimate chance before we throw away the baby with the bathwater. I have no problem owning that.
4: That's why I I mean, look, it's like a mutually, it's like a win-win for Cody. This is like he gets to be the guy that loves the team and doesn't want, and then he gets what he wants. Uh, two calls snuck in. We'll get you real quick. We're going to sneak you guys in.
3: Hey, guys. This is uh, Dr. Rosen Rosen. Oh, um,
4: what's up, my man? Dr. Rosen Rosen.
3: Rob. Uh, but uh, I was want to talk about rule and would we be maybe you know where we are right now? Are we, or are we exactly where we want to be?
5: Is that I feel like home? there's
4: a joke coming.
5: Or he just didn't
2: have the phone. We're just going to start hearing him and like, oh. just Nothing? talk shit about C3. let Let's <laughs> we'll see right. what these <laughs> guys
4: have to say about All right, uh, <laughs> you know, I hate those guys. The one thing we brought up and we talked about this in the last couple of nights is I know people are not hype on Justin Fields just yet, and he had a one good game, like, really good game. Rule we should have picked Fields. We should have picked Fields. Is that, like, is, like, that could have been a, a pathway yeah. to not be in the same predicament. Even if you would have traded for Sam Darnold, you start Sam Darnold the whole first season until he gets hurt, and then you put Fields in. Uh, whether I, I or not Fields... Yeah, whether or not Fields was turns out to be good or not is irrelevant in so many ways because Matt Rule still got fired. So if he was bad, he would still have gotten fired, right? I mean, I just really think that that would have put us in a different pathway. Um, all right, JD, here we go from Hawaii.
5: JD, that's my dog.
8: Like, yo, what's good, it's C3? This JD eight six four, just calling in, to celebrate with you guys after this dub. We got, uh, yeah. I, it, I as as another caller said before me, I'm gonna celebrate every win the fans to get. I I am one fan who does not give two f about draft like where where you're drafting. I I I'm I'm into this season right now. I want the team succeeding, and I gotta back up my man, Cody. The team very well could be a Cinderella story, especially when you talk about the position that Wilkes right. was cast into, taking over after the head coach was fired, the interim guy. You want, well, I want to see him have success. Like, I have my own ideas of what I want to see the Panthers become. But I want to see Wilkes have success. I want to see the team have success this year. Um, I like that the defense seems to return to form. Like The previous two games, had me questioning on Holcomb as a defensive coordinator, because, like we were la- allowing way too many points. But with the way the division is, the Pensants can fuck around and win this bitch with a seven and ten record. So that, oh, that's that's my man, two cents. I mean, I'm agreeing with Cody once again. Honestly,
3: like always,
4: always you've always you're consistent. Mm-hmm. You're consistent. All right, look, sneaking in these calls, sneaking in.
3: Hey guys, Dr. Rosen, Rosen, talk about coaching.
5: Is another one?
4: Is I think a, he just wants to talk. Have us talk about oh, coaching. Talk
5: about the coaching. Oh, uh, talk about okay. the coaching. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, what i'm say like, uh, I mean, look, Ben McAdoo is what he is at this point. I, I think that the offensive coordinator for the past few years has been the scapegoat. Like, oh, the offense sucks. Blaming on the OC. Well, when you don't have a quarterback that can execute all the throws in your playbook. Well, I mean your your offense is dead on arrival anyway. Especially when you don't have a an um, when you don't have an offensive line that can pass protect. A coincidence that once day uh uh PJ Walker looks in the slightest bit competent and our offensive line finally figures out this pass protection thing, and they're being bullies running the football, like yeah, now Ben McAdoo looks a little bit better. I like what the energy that Steve Wilkes has brought to this team. And I know we disagree, Tony. I just think down the road, whether you trust P.J. or not, if you're going to put these games away, you have to be able to pass the football, especially once you get into these later months that we're in now, like, uh, you know, December. uh, We have to be able to push the ball downfield.
4: I I think – Kudos to Wilkes. Is that you almost? I think last week was so deflating in so many ways that uh, you almost started to question, like, a little bit what we, I think, know about Wilkes. And that is that he's going to get these guys and he's going to get a lot out of them, regardless of what the situation is. And that was, I think, what was so surprising last week is just not that we didn't win or even it was just like, it was just, we just got shell-shocked and i mean that that stuff maybe happens from time to time but we don't have he doesn't have the luxury of allowing that to happen um so i think this was a a, a big moment for the panthers and i think it speaks of volumes to kind of his resolve uh yeah. and ability to be a head coach and to uh kind of weather this is and uh jonathan stewart talked about this is like Really head coaches, what, where they real value is, is in weathering the wow. tough times more than, uh, yeah. just killing it in the good times and not letting wow. teams fall apart, not letting the noise overwhelm you, not letting you start to doubt the things that you believed in from the beginning. Uh, only thing I want to talk about in the coaching cause is, uh, how good was this defensive line in the wake of firing Paul Pasqualoni? Weirdly better. Yeah, like
2: weirdly, like and I just don't. I think it's, I think it's somewhat unfair to blame Paul. Right, right. I don't want to
4: blame it. I just was kind of
2: impressed. Right, and but I think it speaks more to these guys coming out here and saying, "Hey, listen, we can't continue to get the guys that have coached us this entire year fired." Right, right. Like I really believe that there has to be a, a a sense of accountability in that locker room for these guys that they are in, in direct responsibility, maybe not in complete responsibility, but direct responsibility for guys losing their jobs. And
4: that can't feel good. CK, we need your help. Yeah.
5: We do, man, because we have a brand new member. I'm up on screen, CK, why don't talk to him?
2: All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'd like to welcome a new member to the C3 Super Fan Club, someone who's hit that join button, someone that's hit that so that, uh, little, that little button down below that you see that says join, That's that's how you can be a part of this club. It's an exclusive club meant for a few people that have decided to hit that join button. I don't know who it is because it's not pulling up. Edgar Perez. Oh, okay, Edgar gotcha. Perez. Yeah, it, it, oh. that's the guy. Sorry, it didn't have the new member thing underneath it. Oh, we are Edgar, already, yeah. Edgar Perez <laughs> Thank you for joining C three Superfan. I was in there trying to like bumbling, fumbling, fumbling. <laughs> I
5: was like, well, I was like, up, Cody. <laughs> I was waiting. I
2: thought you were waiting, <laughs> but, but I did say,
5: but I did say, this is him on screen.
4: Yeah, I oh, I thought you said know. you're pulling it up on screen. Uh, uh dollars, look, uh, Ed, Edgar Perez hey, here, Edgar yeah thank you very much for $1.99 dollar 99 a month you can support the c3 uh panthers podcast the longest running panthers podcast we're in our 10th season haven't missed a week uh in 10 in 10 years on tuesdays and over the over the well we've been doing a lot of different content throughout those 10 years but in the past two years we've really expanded like cody said to every day of the week that ends in y uh so thank you for your support what we really appreciate are people like Dr. Rosen Rosen, who's calling, he said he's new to the family, thought we was live. You know, we would have loved to. We, one day we're going to have the capability of taking live calls, but then we also have the problem of this is imagine how long the show would be if yeah. we went, I mean, that would be the next thing. Uh, so thank you to people like Dr. Rosen Rosen who call into the show and is actually a super fed Tyron green. Thank you for being a part of the chat. The real AP. Don't worry. I'll listen to your call. Despite our I, I part of it. I had to, Use the restroom. Uh, Tyron Green, the great call. And I didn't a great comment. I missed it earlier. I didn't get it. And now he explained it. Basically Wilk's favorite line with that. I'll take your questions with that. Let's go to Joey, the blind Panther. Play. Hey guys, it's Joey, the blind Panther, AKA the girl
0: that makes him howl. And, uh, about my new uh, YouTube name, yeah, I had to uh, delete my channel because of reasons I won't get into. Oh, but, man. uh... So if you see someone who says Blind Panther Blogs, uh, well, duh, that's me, because who else is Blind Panther? But anyway, guess what? I was at this game today, as some of y'all may know, or know. My pants are damp. And sadly not because of interaction with hot girls. My shirt is damp. Uh, it's rather cold. It was in various stages of raining. But guess what? We got a W today. And we beat the Atlanta Failcons. The Dirty Birds. The team that I don't care if we have a robotic quarterback and we need to tank for a human. I don't care if we beat them. I don't care. I don't care if we lose the number one pick in order to beat the Atlanta Falcons. Because they're the Atlanta Falcons and they, there's a they're lot so of... F- uh, let's just say uh less than ideal stuff that that team brings
5: uh yeah we can't stand
0: well yeah it was a lot of fun the halftime show was beautiful and uh i did go to the roaring right tailgate good shit out of it god the food was good then the girls were hot
8: <laughs> but uh
0: how do you know anyway, how do you know, guys, do you do you
5: know? know?
6: Maybe he was really- Wow,
5: wow, wow. we love that dude shout out to, to joey the blind panther hey joey don't get banned on youtube bro calm it down man calm he it down
4: other than what is he doing I know, he, he said
5: he said that he might have lost his youtube channel due to reasons that he didn't want to get into so i mean like I he is, uh, is.
4: Uh, like every time a girl gets in the chat he's like hey baby. hey what's up oh, <laughs> hey. Hey. joey
5: it, joey is a sweet talker that blind man don't miss uh I was just
4: happy Damon Grady wasn't in the, said uh, girls hot I do understand that, but he's literally blind and we did have a great conversation on the show once is that uh, does being is being blind an advantage in going to the strip club because, like, oh, not only so. I <laughs> think so. It's just like, baby, I got to feel yeah, your face is. and your, like, I I don't know what you look like. Yeah, I mean,
5: how am I supposed to do this? Yeah, you do the face me.
4: thing and the boob thing. I mean, he's the only <laughs> my guy who's in touch. my eyes. I know. Have you heard
2: of the Disabilities Act? I'm just saying. Yeah. I know. You've got uh, to I mean, put. Do you
4: want to discriminate against blind people? If, if well,
5: you tell him no, you're being ableist. Okay. The yes. real AP Definitely. is right.
4: He's not Joey the Blind Panther. He's Joey the Black Panther,
2: <laughs>
4: and people don't. <laughs> uh, Wakanda, Wakanda forever! If you guys remember, actually, some of you guys that are new to the show, and we'll give them a shout out. But uh, Joey, the Joey the Blind Panther, is a long-term uh, friend of the show. Obviously, the growl that makes him howl is part, even part of our intro. Wonderful friend of our uh, of ours. Uh, And one time he said he went and played sports with a bunch of blind people. And there's some people in the chat got all shook because they thought he said with a bunch of black people. And they're like, why is this guy got to be like, he's got a, he plays sports with black people. And we're like, he's blind. And then they said that now he's Joey, the black Panther. By the way, that came out tonight, Wakanda Forever. Yes, yeah. or it's coming Joe, out right Joe now, is, actually. Joey,
5: the Black Blind Panther.
4: Yeah, uh, Black Blind Panther, <laughs> and uh, CK. He's oh, got yeah. he's got the the how the growl that makes him howl, but you got the voice that makes him moist.
2: Yes, I do. And everybody <laughs> in the chat, <laughs> be like Derek Murchison, 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 whatever it is. He hit that yeah, join button. Favorite. He joined the C3 Superfan Club and he said, I want to support you guys as well. I want Codizel to completely butcher this introduction into the yeah, C3 Superfan totally. just like he did a second ago. <laughs> Welcome
4: you, into, this, into the club. You're on a roll tonight. I love it. That's great, brother. That makes it even better. And yeah. it's not yeah. smooth because um, the voice is so smooth. It doesn't matter. Uh, next call. Two more, one more. Analysis. Hey, sorry, guys.
3: I'm thinking like 6, 10 a.m., calling in like WFNZ and stuff like that. I thought it was a live thing, whatever. Sorry about that. So, but what I was saying is, what I was wanting to talk about was just, uh, you know, if we would even want to be 5-5 five five right now because maybe that would mean, because uh, I agree with CK, but maybe that would end up meaning Baker we still, still would have Rule. Like if Rule would have won those first couple ooh, games first ooh, few games good, good would we still have him do we really want yep. him um with i mean i feel better winning these games without him wow you know at least we have some type of leader of men a, in there and, that, and that's what i was so, saying that's so, uh, hard bro you know it, yeah. it, it, it almost be almost be like uh, the butterfly effect like yeah. that little that little that thing little happened thing. and now we got what? wilkes at least he's a litter of men people are wanting to Fight for them. Anything's better than rule. That's why I think a lot of people. We're we're all really really excited about being three and seven right now. Sure, it's crazy. It's a good feeling though, and uh, I like it. So, happy birthday, Tony! Keep counting, everybody. Oh yeah, I'll 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 say this.
2: I love the butterfly effect aspect to that. But I think you could also think about it from this perspective: if we had won that Browns game, that could have catapulted us forward. That could have had us go into the next game. Well, it
4: w- could have been fraudulent the whole time. It sure. would have been fraudulent the whole time, is that they would have been fraud wins. Sure. Think about it. Yeah. Wow, that call hit hard.
7: Yeah, that it hit me
4: blessing. hard.
5: It was, it was a blessing Thanks the refs, in I guess, at this point.
4: Yeah. It was Thank a you.
5: blessing in disguise. NFL that, Ruhl, that not only was it officiating bad, but that Matt Rule was so utterly inept and incompetent at his job that him getting the axe and us losing those games, they're tied together. They go hand in hand. It was a blessing in disguise.
4: Do you know, uh, I took a lot of shit, well, on the radio station I go, they were like, you're a weirdo for saying this. But when we were trying to make a move for Deshaun Watson, I didn't want to do it. And the reason, I mean, I had some other, I mean, there was a lot of reasons. One is like the, the capital you got to give up. I didn't even take the moral high road. I don't even care about problems. You know what I mean? Like, is like at this point, I'm just talking about the team and you know, we, I, I do think we need to consider those, but I said, I don't want Deshaun Watson to come in here because I was really done with rule after last season. It looked so bad that I felt like, man, I can tell that. And, and I was trying to give him a lot of a benefit of doubt after the first year. I thought the first year was fine. But it was so bad last year, I thought we should have fired him at the end of the season. Same. And, uh And I just thought it was kind of prolonging with the inevitable. And what I was really fearful about is if you bring Deshaun Watson in and he saves Matt Rule's job, but it's still broken in the background. I was worried about Like, it's like, hey, Deshaun Watson comes in, you win 10 games or nine games, and you didn't win them because Matt Rule's a good coach. You won them because Deshaun Watson – saved your life in this case. And I think that's what Josh Rose, uh, what Josh Rosen, I said, Josh Rosen, Rosen, uh, Dr. Rosen Rosen is saying here is like, how about this is we aren't, we don't even have a good season. We feel better about the integrity of the team right now. Like we could have a better record with Matt rule, but we would be questioning the, 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 the strength, the backbone of the real team. And now we don't even have a good record. And we actually believe in this team more. Like we purge in the can. Like it's like, you know, it's just just like you're sick. You got to just throw up. Just throw it up. Throw out. And, man, we had to throw up Matt Rule. Look, um, two last ones. These guys love us.
10: What's going on, C3 family? Shout out to Cody and all them boys. Hey, this is Steve from Sanford, North Carolina. Hey, shout out to the NFL Plus app. I was able to watch the game at work. A win is a nice. win, and I'm happy. Um, the one thing that I really wanted to touch on is the fact that this is how we should play at least offensively. It wasn't perfect, but keep pounding always makes me feel like traditionally the Carolina Panthers. We ran the ball. We run the ball. We play solid defense. We try to force turnovers. We limit turnovers. And when we can do that consistently, you see a productive product on the field. And I'm happy for the win. I can't say that it points us to any other trajectory. We have to take it week by week on what performance. It's kind of like a stock market type of thing. But I am loving it. I'm I'm just loving it. You know, we, we wore the black on the black. Wakanda forever did the little Black Panther thing, in my opinion. We came out with a win. I also agree with Big Cody. That should have been our uniform for a minute. We've had Hell the silver yeah. for over twenty some odd years as a helmet. It's time to change it up. But hey, shout out to that defense. The defense to me um did the job early. Got Mariota out of sorts, had him making horrible decisions. Yeah, hey, anytime we can get a W in Carolina, baby, it's a time to celebrate. I love it. Hey, y'all keep doing what y'all doing. Keep pounding
4: my brain just pounded baby my brain just got melted in this call wakanda forever the movie comes out on 11 11 right or like it comes out today how long have we known that was the release date because what if the panthers really were strategic enough to say we're going black on black on black on wakanda forever night Maybe well, now I'm like, wait a second here.
5: Maybe, maybe we did this in honor of Chadwick Boseman, bro. Let's go, man. We have the Black Panther. What if that was it? Like, up. what if
4: they were like, you know what? Uh, Black Panther, the new Black Panther's coming out right after our primetime game. Let's save this entirely for that.
2: That honestly, would be
4: some next level shit, right? Honestly, there.
2: the fact that the Panthers haven't partnered with Marvel is an absolute travesty at this point in time. I know. You know, you
5: know, the uh, the chant they do, ah, ah,
4: mm, mm, ah, <laughs> ah, mm. I can't do it. We dude. gotta get Frankie to Lubu that. to do it. What what if we need did- to play,
5: we need to play that in the stadium, dude.
2: What if we did that as like a chant? As the like, I feel like I like to keep pounding, but like, I, I, I've I always found the we're on the, to something here. Yeah, I've always found that the chance when you go to like the Chiefs, they're like, Ugh like
4: whatever do do? yeah they, Are you, well, yeah you know oh well, uh, used to do the uh for the Seminoles you know yeah the ch- or the even the Braves but like you gotta every, be careful with those right and
2: so you but you have yeah certainly but i, I, I think that when the, just screaming on third down
4: is not nearly as effective as yeah oh man you're right like can we get organized noise Because I do, like I try to get. I'm a when you go to the game with me, man. It's like it's like Tony, shut up. I mean, I'm like I'm be like trying to get everybody pumped up on third down. But one of the things you have to remember about third down is you don't want to overexhaust your wind pipes too early. Exactly. And then like there's still 12 seconds on the play clock and you're running out of wind. But if you had chance where they could build. Oh, we're on to something here. Number one, we are on to something, and you know what? We really need tradition on this team. That's like kind of what we're missing. Is you know when you go to a Georgia football game, like every time, and they probably do this at a lot of stadiums, but they have so many organized songs that the fans sing. The they put the keys out every time for when they're doing the kickoff, and they always do a dog bark. The whoo. Uh, You know, like at the at the when they kick it off. We need to develop these traditions. And I think you're on to it. If we can get Frankie Louvu to like get us into the Wakanda chant, that would be dope. The Black Panther. (laughs) The Black Panther chant. And you know, you don't have to pay the team for that. I mean, the you don't have to pay Disney for that. You know, if you like bring in Wakanda stuff, like or these things and the team does it. They got to pay for it. So the the ECU Pirates uh, had this awesome intro one year. They they did it two years, and they got the uh, they used clips from Pirates of the Caribbean. It was so dope, but they probably spent a fortune doing it. We need to do this. The C three Panthers podcast CK's on it. We need organized, thoughtful tradition on third down. That's where we're starting, folks. We got to start. We got to, you guys, you guys come up with it by Tuesday. We got to figure out what the third down chant is. I think when I say this is the last call, every time people just call. One more so, uh,
1: really here final thoughts. How do y'all think this team is finishing
4: record wise? Um, good kind of bookends right now. 10 seven. No,
1: I mean, no, you know, I, I don't even know,
4: man. We're most, they say ten and seven in the league. Yeah, we would have to
1: not lose oh, no, another game. No, no, no. Lose games you think they're gonna win. Win them. We're losing next you think week. We're gonna lose. No offense. I don't know. What's your thoughts, man? Keep pounding. We'll if, see you Tuesday. Peace out.
4: If we beat the Ravens, bro, I'm on your Cinderella story right away. <laughs> like it's, I am. Like we're impossible. going to Super Bowl. No, I know it's, it's not impossible, but they aren't a bad team. No matter who's injured. <laughs>
5: If Mess and Dante Jackson are not able to play the rest of the season, it, that's that might be a little concerning. Who? Not gonna lie.
4: I don't oh, yeah. yeah. know. Yeah, we're screw if I if more even more so Ionidas, I think. Yeah, Ionidas is a bigger loss,
2: I think, on this defensive line. I think Dante Jackson has been more of a liability in coverage than
4: uh, an asset this year, so I think we win at the most three more games this year.
2: I could see us going, uh, so we're three. So here we go. We got seven. the Ravens.
4: Think of this. Is I think the Ravens, and now you guys can, but like, it would be a long shot. Ravens, I would say, is an L. The Broncos at home is a possible. Like if you ever played Spades and you say, I got to get these books, and I got that one three in and a possible, I would call it possible, but I don't think they're as bad as people think they are, I think. But the Seahawks. At in Seattle, I've uh, I've written them off too much already. I'm on the Seahawks train. I picked them over the Bucks already this week. Uh the Steelers is a is a is a real real winnable game. Yeah. The Lions is again a possible but winnable. So I'd say I would say there's two right there in a maybe. And then you got the Bucks and the Saints. So I'd say there's three and a maybe. I say there's three and a maybe. So I think Best case scenario, four wins more, which would put us at what? What do we got right now? Three? That would put us at seven. Best case scenario is seven and nine. There's only two in there that I feel like we are for
2: sure going to lose. And that would be the Seattle and the Pittsburgh, or not the Pittsburgh, but the uh, Baltimore game. We could, you know, talk, you know, or, or get those, pull those out somehow. But Um, late
4: in the season. is going to be tough. January 1st.
2: But I could see, I could see a scenario where we win those other five and we end up being eight and nine by the end of the year. And I think eight and nine in this, in this division is enough to get you the, the, the nod for the NFC South.
4: So we got two definites. I'm definitely like, I can get you like, it's almost, and yes, the real AP have not been in County though, but I can play some spades with you and I roll with it. But I was like, I got two definites, two possibles, and one, like, I think I can get it if we play right. So, I would say three and a maybe. Three and a possible is what I would book this at. Cody, I think the best case scenario is seven and ten.
5: Yeah, I mean, seven and ten. And, and by the way, that's two games better than uh, Matt Rule was ever able to accomplish. So, I mean, it's at least a step in the right direction. Um,
4: actually, you know what I'm gonna say this is I think if we I go seven eight, and tell me
5: no I no, yeah, eight. and here
4: is the thing is that i I think you're right is this is I think seven and ten is the realistic one, but if you get to seven and nine and eight, you're nine? in and you're and you're in week seventeen against the saints, mm. then you're playing for so much that then that game like like if you beat the bucks all of a sudden the saints becomes a reality. But like, I think we're splitting those games at this point in the season. But if you sure. win the first one, then you're, then there's a real chance to take both. Then you're scooping books up for the real AP at that point. That's it. Um, all right. Uh, so I say seven and 10 is kind of, if you get a seven and nine though, I'm going, we can get to eight, but I think it's seven and 10 is really best case scenario. Um, for me, That is, those are the calls we've done our kind of last thoughts. Um, I didn't do my last thought. My last thought is just this. I'm really proud of this team for not rolling over and dying. Um, And as fans, and I don't want to, and I'm definitely like part of the, the swings and things like that. I try not to be so susceptible to them. But it was really hard after the Bengals game to have a lot of optimism going forward. It was really hard. And I love this is that when we talked to Jonathan Stewart on the podcast, is he always kept coming back to the players believing themselves. They really do. And the short week helped us. We won a division game. If there's a game to win, if there's a game to lose, it was against the Bengals. And if there's a game to win, it's against the Falcons. We just wish we would have lost in better form against the Bengals. We would have had a little bit more confidence. This is great for us. This is the best thing. And uh, that's it. It's like uh, I'm proud. Not proud. Actually, like I can't be proud of someone who's in a position of authority. Um, I'm just happy that Wilkes got this team to not stop believing in themselves.
5: I, I'll I say I'm proud. Oh, yeah, I'm proud of Steve Wilkes. I just don't
4: yeah, want to look. say proud because that's like, that That means you're in yeah, a position look. of like, oh. Okay, like, a-
5: How many other people would even get this team to believe that they could do something special? Like, to me, the only guy that could have gotten the most out of this team this year, regardless of whatever the future may hold. How about this? Before we get out of here, man, 160 people still hanging with your boys at almost 1.30 a.m.? Yo, C3 fan base is Are you surprised?
4: I'm not Not surprised in one bit.
5: Not at all. I'm just saying shout out to these diehard badasses that we call C3 Panther podcast fans.
4: Most surprising, more surprising, 156 people watching or that if we do these dab on them picks and these talent shame will actually be done by one thirty.
7: <laughs> I say the
4: latter. Let's go in and let's get, um, you pick, you pull it up. Surprise All me. Right. Surprise me. Where are we? I, I don't want to go. Got first. the job
5: is you. I figure since we got the W, I'll start with the negatives and then we'll finish with the positives. I think that's a that's a better route to roll. Um I like that. if I'm gonna if I'm gonna uh do a towel of to shame, listen, this guy didn't play terrible, but still it deserves to be said. Xavier Woods, can you please catch something for once, bro? Like come on, man. How many balls are gonna hit you in your hands? And you cannot catch them? Come on, man. This is ridiculous. Uh you, you, you legit could have had like five interceptions this season and you dropped the ball. So tell the shame, Xavier Woods, catch the ball, man. Y'all have seen the replacements, right? Remember when the receiver put that sticky stuff on his hands in the replacements? That's what Xavier Woods needs.
2: All right. Uh, I'll go. Uh, I'm gonna piggyback off of that. But I'm going to expand that to both teams' secondaries. Not a single one of them caught interceptions other than J.C. Horn and uh, one that got called back with Miles Hartfield, I think. Um, Um, You had a dropped interception by Shaq Thompson, by Dante Jackson, by Xavier Xavier Woods, Woods. by at least four players on the Atlanta Falcons team. I mean, they were worse than us. Right. Um, And so I'm icing up uh, secondary players on Thursday Night Football showing
4: that they're on defense for a reason. Ice up. Or not ice up, but uh, towel shame. Yeah. Um, Shout out to, uh, welcome to the fam, Tyrone Green. Look, again, uh, the C3 Panthers podcast has been rocking and rolling uh, for 10 years. We're the longest. Like when I say, and I know that people sometimes get annoyed other creators that I tout longest running but we haven't missed a week in 10 years we've we've had occasionally to shuffle a day from tuesday to wednesday or wednesday to monday or like but we've always had the podcast once a week for nine full years and we're in our 10th season and that's more than the actual panthers have done that's what i want to remind when i say we're the longest running panthers podcast we everybody has missed a week including the panthers and anybody else so Um, look, we're just fans. We're not experts. We're not, uh, I always say this, I'm not an expert. I'm not a football expert, but I'm an expert football fan. And uh, that's how we rock. We rock to the end. So welcome to the party. Welcome to the family. We're always here and we're always uh, trying to lift all boats. I'm not going to ever diminish any other creator at all either. And that is like I'm, and this is what I wish other creators would be more conducive to and that is like a rising tide lifts all boats. You know yeah, so i like, Shout uh, out just, to the
5: Panther creators. Just, I've lot. always said this too, especially when we get other Panther creators on the Friday free-for-all, rising tide lifts all boats, man. There's enough likes, comments, and subscribers for everyone to thrive and be successful. I mean, you're never going to get in life. a capitalist, man. Yeah, you're never going yeah, to get nowhere in life hitting on other people's success. So keep on yeah. doing you. Keep on supporting
4: Panther creators and hit that like button for the boys. Yeah, And this is all we ask for is this is we ask for you to be a, uh, to just be an active member in the chat, to smash the thumbs up button, to subscribe to the podcast, to tell a friend, be a friend, tell a friend. Um, and that's what all I want is we want to just go. And this is why we rock so hard, too, is because we've been focusing on a community. Yeah, and like it actually got me through the pandemic. I was like the only I felt oh, like yeah. I was like the pandemic. Like I had no problem with. I was like, oh man, I'm just gonna hang with my boys and talk football all the time. Um, so and so, go ahead and shout that out, and then I'm gonna well, do mine.
5: Well, yeah, I, I, I was I was gonna do two things. Welcome to Michelle Dinkins, who said just started listening to you guys and love it. Keep pounding. Thanks you so much, Michelle. And then Tony, man, you got a birthday present, man. Our boy Jay Mac with the nine ninety nine. Says happy birthday, Tony. Cold beer on me. F the Falcons. Keep pounding, baby. Thank you Shout so out much. To
8: J-Mac.
4: Thank you so much. Um, yeah. my talent shame goes to the you like uh, CK did uh, the secondaries on both teams. I'm doing the kickers on both teams. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> All right. Look, is Panero, Panero, Panero. Uh, who? Uh, and maybe it was my fault that I started going Panero for the for the dinero. And then I started saying that like for two weeks and then he just missed. And then he ruined the last Falcons game. But I think he missed what did he miss today. I mean, he had some good field goals. He is his, but he missed what another extra point or two. Uh, and, uh, and an then, point, yeah. uh, and coo. coo, coo, boo, boo, doo, doo, uh, hit for and Al Michaels is the one that fucked him up with 71. He was like, oh, he's got a 71 extra points. He hasn't missed one. And, uh, and then this dude missed two It's <laughs> like, cuckoo, poo, poo, doo, doo. Y'all get the towel of shame. The kickers, Jason Verity, ECU alum, we need him. Let's go to the next, the last segment of the post game show is where we gave the towel of shame. Now it's time to give our dab on a pick. It's our version of the player of the game. I just like
8: doing it, man. Dab on them folks, dab on them folks, and that, and that, mm-hmm. dab on them folks. They like see Tell me what to do. Dab on them folks.
4: I just like doing it. Boy, the dab on them is so much more fun when you win a game. Oh yeah. And you're searching and searching. There's a lot. There's a couple. I'm gonna let you guys go first. I'm gonna let you guys. I'm gonna let y'all get your pick of the litter.
5: Hit that, CK.
2: Okay? So I'm gonna I'm gonna switch over to the linebackers. Um, it, it, we've been giving shit to the linebackers for the past couple of weeks. Um, years, rightfully so. <laughs> years. That's um, like years now. Frankie Luvu heard that shit today. Oh man, Frankie Luvu was playing so good. Lights out today. And I am gonna I'm gonna say Frankie Luvu. Dab on them, folks. Cause you are absolutely uh, a dog and you, I, I can't even begin to fathom
4: how he was available. Best thing rule ever did. Right. Is I mean, he might be entering the conversation of best thing rule ever did.
2: Yeah. Dudes, uh, dude, dude's absolutely balling out. Um, I've, I've been uh, critical of the linebacking core, but Luvu came in here and he said, uh, not today, bro. And he uh, he he showed up. He got some tackles for a loss. He got two, three sacks. Maybe I can't remember. I think it was just two. Um, and one of them was that one that was just like you thought uh, Marcus Mariota got away, and he just got his shoestrings and got him t- sacked. Unfortunately, it wasn't the interception. I thought but, his
4: best play was in the first half where they strung that run, he got him out on to the, the left side, and, Cordero, and then he Patterson was no able like to. Him. Mm-hmm. yeah and he was able to stop that from being a gain i thought that was an incredible play
2: that was a beautiful play i remember we were in the man cave and we were watching it and it was like we were just in all of that it was just he did an incredible job today so my my uh, dab, on dab on him is for frankie Luva.
4: dab on him
5: go ahead go dab ahead. on him yeah um i'm dabbing on derrick dab brown down. i'm dabbing on derrick brown and by the way it's like you know i've i've said before you know that De- Derek Brown maybe we had too high on him L- listen I-, I think that he is an unsung hero of this team like he is the interior of our defense and-, and now you start to see him putting it together with the pass rush maneuvers and getting off of blocks just being disruptive and if you're ever going to have an elite defense you need that you need that juggernaut player in the middle of your defense Wrecking shit, so, Derek Brown, dab on watching post. his Let's highlights
2: go. gave me
4: chills in that post game. Like he's, he got he, uh, so violent and so quick. Like This was his it, best game maybe of his career today. Well, it's it's, it's a lot on easier on. to
2: see the highlights. It's hard to see defensive tackle highlights a lot of times because it doesn't really like him stuffing a run like with a it doesn't really pop. But when he's throwing multiple yeah. offensive I mean, linemen on the ground. Dude.
4: He was Bro. making a difference he, in a team he, that wants to run the ball. I, I just had that one really good one, yeah, too. Yeah, that he was, was like too. He, he came, uh, came
2: flying out of, like a bat out of hell and caught. Um, It might have been a Marcus Mariota, but I think it might have been their running back who was running on a jet sweep or something, and he just like caught up to him. Dude's a defensive tackle. This dude's running full speed as a running back. My, my Matt, i um. Ionitis comes just out of nowhere and just fucking gets that dude from behind. Um, incredible plays by the defensive tackles today, but uh, Derek Brown certainly deserves it.
4: Um, I, t- I got kind of a, a, a trifecta, the trinity of dab on them. Uh No, no, I think this it's is your like, birthday. Think, you're allowed. I think Deontay Foreman just had such a big a, a numeric – he was like he gets the dab. I think Steve Wilkes deserves a dab for keeping this team alive. Yeah. And then my last one is Terrace Marshall Jr. is the only asshole that covered the prize picks. <laughs> Thank you for one cat. Like he doesn't even deserve the debt. But Steve Wilson, Deontay Foreman. But damn, one play. Fucking hate you, Tommy Tremble. Hate you. And Cordero hey, Patterson Prize Picks knew something, man. I'm now. I'm on. I I got Taco Tuesday pick. And then Cordero Patterson don't even get the ball. Something up with that.
2: By the way, Cordero Patterson is still a, a dog running back.
4: Yeah. Dude, he was doing the kickoff returns. You can't say Dude. you were worried about his health.
2: He was he was destroy He was getting a making a lot of our team miss like he is, on the he is a yeah, like, weapon. they dude. wouldn't
4: even give him the ball they I'm, they were like, I'm so
2: confused they well, they I, hit
4: I, the less than on the prospects
2: well I'm not I'm not confused and I'll tell you why I think uh they saw the production of their running uh while he was out and I don't think they were in a rush to implement him back into their into their rushing scheme um last week he did a really good job right. but it slowed down towards the second half they kind of went away from him because he wasn't as effective um so Actually, I think-
4: watch all those. You know what my dab on is? Them end zones. Ooh, yes. That's I'm my dab best. on them pick. The end, end zones, zones were
5: sick. With the digital. They called it. They called it digital. Yeah, digital camera. Yeah,
4: that's like what you oh. put on in uh, Call of Duty on the
2: gun. Also, yeah. By the way, we do know. I, I think it's fair to say we know why Baker had been playing so badly. He's just. He just. Bare forehead just headbutts his player like he's he's clearly got some CTE. Yeah, he's
5: but he is now. By the way, he is now officially in concussion protocol.
4: Is he? Oh, I thought I, you.
5: I, I just made no. no I was, was like, I just made that up. But, but look, Cody's official.
4: a spotter. He's a spotter. Yeah. It's like, oh <laughs> yeah,
5: I saw it. I saw hey, it. Hey, for his own health and safety, we got to pull. All him. right,
4: uh, let's get the hell out of here. My name's Tony Dunn. C three Panthers podcast, the post game show. Who made it? Almost we almost hit that 130 mark. Um, look, 140. Look, we've grown incredibly over the last two years. I know I keep saying we're the longest running, but this past two years has been uh, our fans, not our fans, not Panther fans, locking arms together, enjoying the fam. We just trying to build a community. We're here on Tuesday nights. Tomorrow night, Cody Lastney has built this cult on Friday nights, the Friday free for all. So if you like. One of the things is, is I don't ever, my problem is this, is I don't like people. I don't want to pontificate about sports to you. Like I love to talk, you know that, but I don't want to just say like, I know, I know, I know. I'm just trying to give you kind of my perspective of what I see and I respect y'all's opinions. And Cody Lashney's created this awesome opportunity for it, not to just be us talking to you, but you be the host of the show you be the co- well, the co host, right? I mean, because you're not going to set it up and you're going to be thankful that Cody sets all that up and does that Friday free for all. Cody, tomorrow night, we're going to be a celebration, I bet.
5: Yeah, absolutely, man. Listen to all of our new viewers, like Tyrone, Michelle, Derek, to everybody that, that's coming and hanging out with us every Friday at 7 p.m. mark that in your calendars. You get a chance to come on the show. I posted the link to the stream yard and you can come on and talk about your favorite team, man, the Carolina Panthers. We have a great community of guys that come on the show. Uh, I I filter people in and out. It's a great time, and it's a great discussion, man. And You can be a part of the city because that's literally what this thing is. It is a podcast for Panther fans by Panther fans. So we're always paying it back to y'all, the reason why we do this show, man, and that's the Friday free-for-all. Another thing, while we still got some viewers, like we said, we support all Panther creators, and this Sunday, me oh, and- Oh, this is a
4: big thing, guys, Me, and,
5: me and Monty, Monty Fed you from the four-man rush. Man, me and him are always going back and forth on Twitter. Enough people kept badgering us enough that they wanted to see a debate happen. So we're making it happen. This Sunday at 5 p.m., me and Monty are going to be debating with special guest moderator Aaron Duncan from Dunk On Demand. Go subscribe to all those guys. It's going to be a blast. And you know me. I don't lose debates. So I'm about to smack Monty around and really show him what's up with these debate bars that I got. Check us out, boy.
4: C.K. uh, Cody will be that guy who will make the recount. Like, like, I do not concede. (laughs) I do not concede on election. It's like, ah, there's some write-ins. There's fraud. Yeah. So look, is C.K. We had fun last night. We had the beat check with Joe Person. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we, I think one of the best. Maybe it was. Maybe I was just feeling it. But I thought we. I had a lot of fun on the. Madden simulation last night
2: yeah the Madden Sim has been uh, a, a pretty fun uh, thing to to get into uh, obviously Thursday night uh, made it a little bit harder for us to get that uh, on the regular Saturday evenings when it's actually been giving us a pretty good amount of viewership but um, you know we had plenty of people show up last night uh, hit that join button uh, just stay till the very end and enjoy me and Tony just literally talking about the Carolina Panthers while there's a a mini game going on in the background wow. um, and we're going to, we're working on trying to do some things to up the production value. I know that that game doesn't look incredible uh, when I stream it that way. So we're working on some things behind the scenes to try to see if we can make that a little stop, bit better, but stop. it
4: looks fine, but we are, we are, we're going to make, we're getting better each week guys. Like the Panthers. Yeah, exactly. Um, Cody Lashney. Let's get the heck out of here and go get um guys. You know what? Enjoy your Sunday. This, you get to go watch the Red Zone. You get to watch all the games. You get to enjoy college football without having to do the math. Enjoy your weekend, folks. Like That's This it. is like a mini-bye. We got a mini-bye. Actually, that we didn't even mention that. This is a mini-bye week. At least this, the Panthers got yeah. a mini-bye taking on a big team. Cody, get us out of here, man. Follow us. Subscribe. Love y'all. Sit through Panther Nation. Until next time
5: pound
4: two people in Hawaii like us
8: Hey
7: all over the world.